Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark Uzanski and Dave Friedman. We've got a great guest tonight, Brett Papa. How you doing, Brett? Doing good, yourselves? <laughs> doing good, man. Cheers. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm pumped. It's good to be here. Cool. Cool. Dave, what's going on with you? You done ordering dinner? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I just have, I have the preliminary order in. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> it's in the cart? It's in the cart. <laughs> Gotta love that now. Text just... me what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So That's Brett, awesome. man, thanks for coming yes. on. Uh, we have a mutual oh, friend, BV. I want to thank BV for yeah. hooking us right, up. Right, right, right. I keep saying his totally. name wrong. I was saying Bev, but now it's BV. I know that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, uh, but he corrected me today. He's like BV in all capital letters. So I was like, all right. Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. that's how it's spelled. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> I was trying to make it fancier. So exactly, that's totally right. Yeah, but thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh. Man, thanks for having me. I'm pumped. It's awesome. Yeah, I've been watching your. You guys got some good lineups too, man. I, I, you know, I was talking to Rhett about it, and he was, um, you know, talking about a bunch of the guests. I'm like, oh my god, you know. And so I like, of course, went and started checking it all out and stuff. And I was just like, man, this is freaking awesome, you know. And it's so cool now, especially that everybody can do stuff like this, you know. So yeah. you can get players from all over the world. And yeah, it's great, we, man. we were doing yeah, it exactly. before everybody was home stuck in there yeah house. exactly <laughs> ahead of the trend which is good it's, exactly but yeah now everybody everybody seems to have a show these days doing oh, uh going sure. going live and yeah right yeah what else can you do that's true right <laughs> it's true it was i had to order some uh streaming equipment and i um went to like bnh to get something like a video camera switcher right because i'm going to start doing bands and stuff and um I got a note back and then that the guy called me and I'm like, yeah, so when do you think this thing's going to be? And he's like, well, you're about number 2,600 on the list. <laughs> I was just like, what? Like, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he was serious. And so this was eight weeks ago and I think the thing just now got here at my house today. What did you buy? Well, you know, I, I ended up buying two things like, you know, when this whole thing hit, you know, and it's funny because I'd been talking about doing a stream thing right before this thing happened anyways. Mm. But I, of course, waited. And um, so I had to first you get by the little box, right? The little box that converts the camera signal. And uh, I had to pay like three times what those are worth because they only had one left. And um, then I got this. Um, Roland makes a killer um, switcher that you can plug eight cameras into. Oh, and really? then what's, yeah, it's cool. And then what's really cool about it as well is for a guy like myself, they um, you can get an optional boss foot switch. And the foot switch will change the camera angles for you. So me, if I'm like, you know, want a talking head shot and then I want to cut to my guitar mm -hmm. shot, I just step on a foot switch and it does it everything for me. So I don't oh, have to that's edit. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they've, um, they're super into bands so that you can, you can um, tempo sync. And so the, the camera switcher, if you don't have somebody to man it, will we'll switch on, on the beat in different time increments, you know? So they're starting oh, cool. to get really hip on all that kind of stuff. You know, and, awesome. and now especially, yeah, totally. So yeah, you know, now everyone has things. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm vast majority of my time I'm spent working at home now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I set up a whole workshop and a bench and a, yeah. a desk and like the old days. Nine yards. <laughs> I actually have guitars at my house, which I normally LA. didn't ever do normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's changed everything. It's changed. Yeah. Everything. It's changed everything. You know, I think in a lot of ways it'll be cool though because. Um, 
you know, obviously the concert thing sucks, but, you know, there's a lot of shows that I, I would want to go to. And you, you know now that people are heading in the direction of they'll be streaming more shows. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, man, I can't spend the, you know, 800 bucks to go to Stone's ticket, you know. Right. But they're streaming for 10 bucks, you know. And Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I think so, too. And, you know, like um, my friend that works for me, uh, you know, does the baked potato a lot. He, he right. had a normal night there. Mm. Yeah. Jane and oh, uh yeah. and now there's yeah jamie kime you know jamie yeah, oh, yeah. freaking terrifying uh, player. <laughs> he um yeah really good uh there's you know like baked potatoes now starting to stream shows oh seriously oh, really? that would be awesome. so now for me thinking about that the baked potato makes a lot of sense oh to stream sure. shows and sell yeah. them online mm-hmm you know, totally. maybe a reduced rate, you know, but right. you could watch a world-class musician. I, you know, it, 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 they just started this, so it's yeah. kind of in its infancy, but, but they should keep doing it forever, even when the club, yeah. well, now the club's going to open back up, but. Right. Um, well, I mean, and especially the baked potato is a perfect example because you'd only fit like 12 people in there. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so like, correct. Yeah. I mean, you know. I think on a good day you can fit up. Well, believe it or not, they say you can fit at like a hundred, but yeah, that, that makes I sense. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just okay. So if you if you sub the cost of the ticket at the door, you know what I mean? Like, you can you know infinitely increase your audience oh my capacity. God. You know what I mean? And if they yeah, charge five or ten bucks, world. I mean, like if you yeah. get Michael Landau playing there one night, totally. you get people from all over or, the entire world. Cather. Yeah. You'll get ten thousand people that want to see that. Yep. You know, yeah. especially yeah. if they if they mark obviously they market it right. But I mean. Not only that, if they if they allow you to keep their performance too, would would be amazing, you know. Yeah, I mean that um, makes so much sense. Totally stream, streaming and, now to do that. And so everyone's gonna do it, you know what I mean? Like I'm starting to see it, you know, retro yeah, empty bars, um, empty bars with. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking. Well, I mean, yeah. it's that or go out of business, right? I mean, um, it, it, and I just, you know, I'm curious how quickly people will go back to shows. I mean, like I I, I don't mind it, you know, I'd go back to a show, but. Um, It'll be interesting, you know. Nashville is just kind of opening back up too, and so yeah. like Third and Lindsley and all these kind of places mm-hmm. like what the baked potato would be um, are starting to like. Okay, maybe we'll do a show in three weeks, you know. Yeah. Which is which is cool. I mean, especially in summertime, all these guys in town is weird. Like at the drop of the hat, you think about this whole town is music, and all of a sudden nobody, nobody. had a job. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think you know all the unfortunately all the musicians in Nashville doing these fifty dollar gigs. Right. Uh, but then they're doing like five a day. Yeah. Like running around like a madman doing five a day down to zero. Yeah. Which is just zero. Nuts. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I right. love I love the idea about Rhett uh, and his channel that he's gonna start doing yeah. live live streaming on his channel. I was uh, talking to yeah. a friend of mine about that and um, yeah, that's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's awesome. Rhett and I, I mean, we literally we have we must have the exact same mind because like we'll talk to each other and we're like, Yes, I wanted to do that too. You know, I mean, he's just like he you know, there's a lot of people that do YouTube for just having like their own kind of channel or whatever. And then there's a, a few people out there that really are like forward thinking, like, where is this you know, we have this thing that we've never been able to have, you know, all you need is a camera and to hook it up and you have a worldwide audience, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's interesting to see people that think a little bit ahead like that. I mean, there's really that weird spot the music industry is in, too. And it's like if you figure out that whole game, it's a completely different world, you know, because suddenly like we're talking, you know, ticket sales don't matter as much for a little band. You know what I mean? Maybe they can't fill 
Madison Square Garden on a night, but they can get just as many people because they have a worldwide audience now, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's so many different um, ways to do it. I think I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. For, I mean, for, rent rent a rehearsal room for an uh, evening and, yep. and do a live broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, right, oh. just get a couple of lights and, like, the cameras are so freaking good now that it makes it look like a concert anyways, you know? Right, and the I recording mean, gear I mean, is great, can, too. To, yeah, to yeah. be honest, to be honest, you could film a live video on a you know an iphone 10 yeah and the video is incredible looking it's totally and it sounds fine yeah it's really as long as it's mixed well in the room everything yep. sounds yeah, fine no. sounds it's as great. good as any concert footage you'd see right or any bootleg you know at least or any you know right. people post so many videos online anyways that it's like yeah you just you've gotten used to how that sounds too so people yeah. are like sure i mean they just the fact that it's so clear now, you know, like I wish they had this back when I was learning guitar. Now you can just like go to the video and see the guy doing it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that would have been helpful. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of videos like that, you, you helped me out on several occasions on your channel. I'm oh, sure. awesome. Yeah, nice. I'm, sure, I'm sure I've gone to, you know, I, I remember definitely when I was starting out looking at your channel or at least oh, or awesome, over the man. over the past. So, so when did you start your channel, by the way? It's been a while, right? Um. I think it was, uh, I started doing it, my buddy Marty got me into it, I think in around 2012 or 2011, somewhere around there. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he'd been doing it for about a year and a half before I actually, like, he's like, come down and shoot a video, and so I kind of started dipping my toe in the water just a little bit to see how it was. That was back when I was working with Fred, so I was kind of, like, in that place where I'm like, what am I going to do, you know, and he's like, well, there is this thing called YouTube. <laughs> And I remember asking him one day, I'm like, bro, how's the YouTube thing going? And he just started laughing on the phone. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this thing, you know? Mm. Um, and especially in that timing, right? There was barely anybody doing it. So um, we're all kind of fortunate that way that we, we had a, a good head start too, you know? Yeah. Was that Marty Schwartz? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so he... Marty and I, we grew up together. I mean, we rode the bus together in seventh grade. and Oh, really? Yeah, so well, that's cool. We go way back. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first people, definitely. Yeah, he it. really was. Def- definitely one the first one to capitalize on making it into a business for sure. I mean, like, it was perfect timing. I mean, it's that one way. I mean, you could people could still do the exact same thing now, you know. Um, but you just have to be more creative about how you do it. You know, you have to definitely have like either a really good personality or some kind of a shtick or some kind of a knit, you know niche audience or whatever that. Mm-hmm. that really um, you can focus in on because there's just so many people out there doing it now, you know, and so many people are doing it well, you know, so that's the, the tougher thing. Yeah. You know, Pete Thorne was talking about with me about this the other day. It's, it's like the, the residual sort of income that you get starts to build up over time. Like, you yeah. know, you, Maybe you're an affiliate of someone and you're getting money from them. You're selling a little bit of merch. You're getting money from that. You're getting money from your videos. If they have good views and you're established, you're getting a little bit of this and that and that and that. And before you know it, it's like a sizable amount of money. Yeah. No, I mean, it uh, really can be real, you know. Well, especially with with somebody like Pete or, or somebody that has a little bit more opportunistic kind of you know, tendencies to them. It's like, well, you know, with Pete, he's the, per- I mean, dude, he's the freaking demo king, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like the perfect mm-hmm. thing for him. You know what I mean? It's like, he's, he's got that personality he actually has street credibility. 
you know, from touring and doing all that stuff and, you know, playing on a number of gigs. So knowing a lot about gear and like, he's a perfect example, you know, of what you can do, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, even, even me, like I, you know, yes, you can make, you know, some of my friends make a staggering amount of money on the, the revenue side of YouTube and the advertising, but you know, just the, the, the thinking of it's free advertising for your own brand, whatever you are, you know, and everybody in the world can see it, you know? So it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing. I mean, I'm sure you see it too, Dave, with people, you know, showing your amps or, or whatever. It's like all of a sudden all these people like, Oh wow. Yeah. I wondered how that's, you know, I mean, it's like, it's a really, sure. Sure. I mean, we were, I mean, we released a video today and yeah. Great video, by the way. Oh my God. It's just, it's yeah. barely been out. It's been out hours, not not, you right. know, not days. Right, and it's climbing right. quick. Michael Nielsen. Oh, What'd you guys do? Uh, the uh, Michael Nielsen did a, a video for the Jakey Lee amp. Oh, dude, that amp is so freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Anyone out there watching? Night. If you haven't seen the video yet, go find it. Yeah, Mike. Oh, big hairy a, guitars. It's a killer. He did a. Killer job! Oh, his videos are great. Man. Um, yeah, so good. This this time we really he you know he was sending me audio samples. Right. Is this the right tone? Is this the right yeah. thing? Is this this <laughs> yeah. it? Do you like this? Oh, could, right. could, it, could it be brighter? Is it too bright? <laughs> That's so and, funny because uh, I actually wondered if he while I was watching the video I was thinking to myself I wonder if he ran this by Dave before he posted it. <laughs> so oh, he totally did. Um, <laughs> he totally cool, did. Man. Because, yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that it was a good representation of how the answer yeah, It is. It sounds and, great. And it is pretty much across the board on even even listening to it on a phone, it sounds good. Right. He's got a yeah. great ear. Worst possible way to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> But if it translates between, you know, my studio monitors to the iPad, right. to the phone, to the computer, you know, it, it then it's like, okay, well, this is good. Yeah. We're on to something. It's tough yeah. to beat that NAM rig you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you a know, pretty good, uh, good tester. Uh, yeah. So Michael did that. And then I was in the video also. We did a little oh, video. Nice. Chat. We did a video chat kind of thing since I, right. since, well, COVID. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> COVID style video. And, yeah. uh, you know, and then we had a little moment where uh, Jake was in the video too, playing nice. playing a little thing out of another video we had done. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the backstory with the amp? Like, what's the, I mean, I played it, but I just, you know, it was, everybody was there at NAMM. So what's the kind what's of thinking the behind that? Story? Yeah, no, like what, what is it? Um, like the channel one, channel two, you know, like okay, what's so the. It's basically a two channel amp, but the second yeah. channel has two different modes. One's a lower okay. gain mode and a higher gain mode. Right. Um, first channel is more like um, the small box plexi channel and or right. and or B one hundred deluxe plexi channel. Same okay. basic yep. channel. Um, <clears throat> because he uses that channel and turns it on ten. Yeah, that's how I run mine here too. <laughs> All the way on ten. All the way up. Right. right. It sounds uh, so because then, good. Then it, then it becomes then it becomes basically. Other than that, there's a resonance circuit like in your small box, uh, right? Buried in the amp, it basically becomes a plexi at that point. Yeah. Um, you no, know, I'll never be able to go back. I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't run it through a cab here. I run it through an aux. But yeah, I love the way it sounded before. I, you know, was just using the master. But man, when I got here and I turned it on to ten, I was like, oh my god, because it just yeah, like 
you know, it gets yeah. all that. Well, it's a non, at that point, it's a non-master volume. Anthem, <laughs> right. Totally. So. It's just like, of course it sounds through. good, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, no. So then the second channel uh, is um, in one mode, it's sort of a highly, uh, in the lower gain mode, it's sort of a highly idealized JSM 800. Okay. Meaning not exactly, but right. a few components different. My idea of a highly idealized. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the high gain mode is a hopped up 800 sort of. So, yeah. so it, it, it has that brightness and that cut and um, clarity Ugh. that everyone was wanting. Yeah. So, you know, so, man. Yeah, love that thing. I, uh, you guys had pretty ripping. The video's great. <laughs> well, and you guys at Nam too. You had the this uh, telly that was a uh, you know normal telly bridge, and then a P90 in the front. And I plugged mm -hmm. that into that. I was just like, oh my god, this freaking tone is just the guitar. <laughs> dude, it's just sick. It was so good. And I uh, I wanted that guitar so bad. I'm like, Rob, do not let this guitar go. You know. Because I, I asked him about the amp, and he's like, well, the amps are already gone. And I was like, well, <laughs> that sucks. But um, are you guys going to go back into, um, like, production mode of them? Or? I don't know. Um, I don't know yet. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's up, up, up in the air. Um, okay. it, uh, right now we have a red signed limited run right. of amps. Everyone is signed by him, his own little hand, personally. Right, right. Um, in <laughs> fact, a lot of the signatures are different. So, Depending on the day, time signed, of day? Well, uh, one day he decided to sign them big, and other days yeah. he decided to sign them small. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so so there's some vari variance in the signatures, right. which is cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. That'll well, be on the big the one. I got a small one. one. Great. Yeah. The, the, big, the big signature ones sound better, man. It'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be a chat one thing. So I'm just trying to test them up right now and and oh uh, right do you, so you need to go down to to uh yeah. Do it? yeah yeah well i was doing that and then you know we had a little covid scare down there so no we, way. we closed for 10 days yeah um, oh my god but uh everyone's okay so it's fine well, that's good uh nice. thankfully yeah. and we're back up and going so yeah uh, uh so yeah i'll be going down there monday to test a bunch of shit Oh, that's awesome. So, I thought they were gone. So, yeah, so, so did masked I. Masked with disinfectant spray. It's <laughs> <laughs> oxygen. Is... No. Yeah, that's why I need an oxygen mask. That'd be a good idea. Exactly, right? <laughs> Better air quality anyways. Yeah, you know, it's just just put that oxygen mask right in your face. I can breathe now, <laughs> unlike the regular masks. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's so true. By the way, uh, Robert Baker's in the chat. Oh. What's up, Robert? Oh, that Talk guy. about it. Tone sleuth, that guy is so freaking awesome, man. And like, he's man, check out this guitar I got, and this other guitar, I and, got. This, and no, this other guitar, and, I then, got. and then and he said he just said he stopped though. He just said he stopped with the he did. with the new telly. I don't believe anyone stopped for, ever. for today. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, w I was looking at uh, online today. I, I had uh, are you hip, you hip to Eastman guitars, right? Uh huh. You know, they make all those vintage repros of all those old, Dude, old guitars, and they're too. cheap. I was you know? looking at them yeah. also. So, so I saw, um, I saw, you know, Kirk Cobain's Univox guitar that they've reproed. 
Oh, cool. The one they used in like heart shaped box and, right. and all this stuff. And I'm looking at it going, Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> kind of want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. Buy it for so, me and send it to me. Will you? Exactly. A little boy for your birthday. <laughs> that's the tough thing with computers, man. Everything's so ready, readily available. Like you don't well, have to then, get in your car and go anywhere anymore. It's well then, like, yes. then I, yeah. I showed Michael Nielsen and uh because we were chatting and i go i yeah uh, is it wrong that i want this guitar because this right. is cool he didn't really yeah. know much about eastman and i go right. don't look at the website <laughs> to steer don't look favorite. at the website because the guitars are cheap enough where you're like oh yeah i, I think i could get one of those right is there a package <laughs> like, nice? oh i like this malcolm looking one mm -hmm. oh my god that's crazy. I wonder. So where where are they where are they from now? Like I've heard the brand, but like what's the, the... East, Eastman guitars are from overseas. But, but okay. what they do is they they kind of painstakingly go out and old guitars that don't exist anymore. They right. go and funky guitars mostly, you know, airlines right. and different things. Yeah. like they Which go out cool. and 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 find one and then they replicate it. No way. And they do a pretty good job, and it's a pretty right. good quality guitar. Hmm. Yeah. And and well, for you, you know, I mean the averages prices of their guitars are, you know, six hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh, That's I was looking. I was looking at a different brand. I was. What was the brand that uh, Pete Stroud was talking about? Oh, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, uh, okay. That's the brand I was looking. That's like, no, but that's Eastman. American. Yeah, I mean Eastman is. I mean overseas. I guess. You know what it is. What it is, but it's. it's yeah. Uh, it doesn't There's mean some it's bad. cool stuff. There's some cool like <laughs> resonator kind of guitars mm, with so a P90 in the neck and some weird stuff for that would be awesome for slide or no, you know. Totally. There's some well, especially if go, you tour. Go too, look at the like website. You could, yeah, you could get some killer stuff and not have to worry about you know your stuff on the road too, man. Yeah, and well, you, you know, well, those are the weird funky guitars, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, if you if you're a fan of you know there's, airlines. There's Things Plenty of like, hipsters out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those are like cool a thing guitars. here. Everyone's it's like pawn cool shop things. guitars and freaking. I, yeah. I still lust after getting like um, a Dan Electro. Oh, they're so freaking good. Like a 59, good. 59 Dan are Electro. Are we going to have Steve on at some point in time? What's that? Mark? What's that? Steve Steve from Events? Yeah, we need to have him on. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we, he said he was going to do it. It was just like we were trying to schedule. Yeah, I just have to get back to him. Okay, I'll get back yeah. to him. I forgot to be honest with you. You should do that because yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. By the way, we have a super chat from Alexander Grothberg. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, awesome. guys. Awesome show. Would you recommend a carbon copy or an Echoplex? And I assume you mean the uh, MXR Echoplex? Uh, Echoplex. There's yeah. MXR Echoplex pedal is, is awesome. really good. Really, really good. good. You know, it's I mean, funny you're saying that. We we uh, I just did a video with this guy in town, uh, Rob McNelly. He's a session guy here. And we literally had an old Marshall and an Echoplex, and he had one of those pedals too. And he's like, "Dude, <laughs> no, it's like not this really. freaking pedal is so good." You know, he's like, "If if I had to cart my stuff, which would I take? I would take this pedal for sure because it's close enough to where it's like it's freaking sounds amazing. It's really close, and it yeah." And it works really well in front of non mass you know, like cramped yeah, amps, exactly. like like an Echoplex does. So, I yeah. mean, like, if, you know, all these guys that are wanting to do that old Eddie thing, uh, you know, with, which was an Echoplex in front of an amp, um, right. that pedal does it really well. I just you did a rig 
rig with one on it, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's a trick, you know, anything's funny because, like, you know, now that there's all the isolated tracks, I didn't realize, you know, you hear it, but in the context of of a band, sometimes the delay disappears, you know, and um, yeah. you hear those isolated tracks, and it's like, wow, he had that thing freaking cranked on some of those, you yeah. know, Atomic Punk and, you know, mm -hmm. all those songs where it's like, wow, you realize what a profound um, effect it was to the sound, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like in front of a non master volume amp cranked on 10. Well, totally. yeah, that that delay is going to come back pretty strong anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, but but in all the right ways. That little pedal is really good, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're not that expensive Go either. Go buy the MXR Echoplex if you want that kind of thing. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> absolutely. That's cool. Uh, actually, you know, I, I I was I was leaning more towards the carbon copy. I haven't tried the Echoplex, so uh, you know, no, yeah. no, no, Mark, you got to get the little uh, Echoplex. Yeah. Okay, and that's killer. Cool. MXR has been making some freaking great stuff lately, man. They, and they have you a can tap tempo it. It's got a little box that you can plug into it and tap tempo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That is, I did That's not know better. that. That's even better, yeah. right? It makes what's what's better than a tap tempo Echoplex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah, technology, gotta love it. Robert Baker says, I'm done until the next one with a smiley. Uh-huh. Um, I'm done. And he's, hey, Robert, go, 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 go to... Go, <laughs> go to Eastwood Guitar. Right. Go take guitar a look. Pimpin'. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he says you need a Cali, Brett. Okay, yeah. You know what? You know what I need is I need his uh, BE50 Deluxe. Man, he freaking makes that thing sound so good. <laughs> it's just like God. Yeah. You get that tone. It's amazing. Yep. And that new Telly sounds. <laughs> that new Telly sounds great, Robert. Use it well, man. Look. Oh, did he get a Telly too? Oh, the. What, oh, he's got, all, he's got all picture. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Well, that telly you got is is sweet. I mean, that's like a '60s telly or something. I think, if I remember, I can't remember. Oh. Um, I, lo I love. I uh, love. Davis Phillips commented. He goes, first Davis Michael Nielsen do a demo of the JEL amp. Now he starts talking about Kurt Cobain Univox reproductions. This right. is so unfair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I'm firmly. I grew up in the '80s, right? Right. But I was not at first, but a little bit after. I was really into what was going on in the '90s too. Right. Yeah. I never stayed with one genre. Sure. You know, I didn't. I didn't get stuck in one sort of era. Right. And uh, and man, I, I mean, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, and and Nirvana, and the yeah, that's epic. Oh, and Sound epic. Alice in Chains, epic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Amazing. There's a violence. lot of amazing bands out of that era. Mother too, Love yeah. Bone. Oh, man. Oh, totally they were awesome, great. too. I mean, even mm -hmm. Pearl Jam and even mm -hmm. all the, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when they first came out, when you first heard it. Oh, yeah. Back in, in, you know, 19, whenever, 1990 or whatever, you were like, what the heck is this? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember, I remember Eddie Vedder and going, Oh, his voice is so weird. <laughs> and then you couldn't but, escape it, no matter how hard you tried. Then every band wanted then, to be that sound, like Creed. And then everything. I learned. Then I learned to really appreciate it. It, it yeah. had a. It, it was like it was very organic and real. So totally. Well, and, and they I moved love, away from so much flash and concentrated on songwriting. You know, a lot of the yeah. songwriting was really freaking good. Yeah, yeah. melody, yeah, yeah. songwriting. Yep. Yeah. Um, Even cool tones. It's cool, cool stuff. Oh yeah, totally, totally. So I'm, I'm I, as much as I, I like a, a cool Marshall, you know, 
80s sounding rock guitar. I also right. equally like a broken, fucked up fuzz tone. <laughs> oh, for sure. Fuzz well, is such a big thing out here. And, and you realize why. It's like, man, there's just so many cool sounds to get out of them, too. I that's mean, I'll, I'll, that is the yeah no I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off yeah no 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 but that that's no but I mean even rolling volumes down or you know I mean like it, it's so fun to play you know I, I I was late to the fuzz game but they're just uh, me too yeah they're amazing you know your guys's fuzz is freaking great dude that oh uh, uh, yeah fuzz fiend I love that pedal and it was just flexible you know you know what I really good fuzzes to me though they you can get the splattery thing but they also can kind of be like almost like a fuzz distortion and tight too yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and that, does that, that really pedal good. does that so yeah. good yeah i so, i didn't realize yeah. that rolling back the volume on a fuzz pedal and getting that real great clean oh yeah you know like that i i, I was that that's something that i wasn't tuned into until yeah. many years later you know like to me it was that's, just like oh you get a fuzz and you turn it all the way up and you're like Oh, it gets, and I was right. like, it just gets so compressed, and yeah. I don't know if I like that, you know. But now I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, that's that's Hendrix 101, you know, the like Axis or Bold as Love or whatever, you know. You can hear him in the song, like crank his volume up, and then it's all super splattery fuzz, you know. But that beginning tone is just so freaking good, and it's like without the fuzz, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, especially with a fuzz face type circuit. Yes, yeah. uh, with the guitar straight in. I mean, like, full up is that splattery, liquidy, mushy, yeah. fun, muddy sounding <laughs> coolness. <laughs> then you roll the volume knob back just a little bit, and all of a sudden yeah. that tightens up. Mm. So good. And and it's totally different. Yep. Now they're amazing. And now it's cool because, you know, there's so many different takes on the fuzz, too. There's so many good companies doing them well now so you know it takes out all the like problems with the older ones you know they, they actually work <laughs> some of my favorite fuzzes are by this company death by audio mm. interesting where death they by are. audio makes unbelievably cool fuzzes like huh all of them really yeah no. check out death by audio uh there's one called fuzz war okay that one's super cool there's um Ap- You're like a great salesman, dude. The apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a good right. salesman, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, like, I guess I guess I'm shouting out. I, I'm shouting out to all the brands that I like. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, the apocalypse fuzz. That's really a fucking amazing. Um, what by are, them. What, like, what is that one supposed to be? Like, what's a? Is it I, don't, a I don't think they're supposed to be necessarily anything. It's on all these nice. fuzzes. So they're they're supposed to be their own thing, but they they have all their own unique. Uh, interesting qualities about right, them right. so um anything from any fuzz from um death uh, death by audio is really cool always all right i'll have to write that one down that one <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm super cool. thanks dave I'm spending all my money now i'm drawing a blank yeah. on that fuzz pedal that um the plasma pedal huh oh plasma one? drive thing yeah or or you know the wait the 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 jack white version of it mm-hmm. oh seriously there's a jack white version of the plasma pedal that they put out and pete was doing a demo of it and he called me in here he goes you gotta hear this thing <laughs> is it the and same like, who makes that one uh the, whoever makes the plasma drive i don't, I don't yeah i'm gonna look it up i think i totally forget. um yeah I it's um 
man, the Jack White one was just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> he uh, called me in the room, and I'm, like, listening to it, and I go, oh, that's so broken. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Pete's so good at that stuff, too, man. He's so good at, like, copying that sound of, you know, what it's supposed to be. It's awesome watching his demos. He's freaking amazing. It's uh, yeah. is that Game Changer Audio. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw that at NAMM. I was going to get it, and then I never made it back to their booth. So I was like, ah. Oh. Get the get the Jack White one. That's amazing. Look at Pete's video. It's, it's he does a killer video of it. Yeah, I think that's one of the, um, one of the videos that sold me on it. Um, I know. I know. Friends of mine um, used the plasma coil pedal, uh, but the original one, and they use it on bass. Interesting. That'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, it it gets this kind of fuzzed out synthy style bass. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't realize how many people did that, you know. And then, and then you hear all the like I was saying, the, the ISO tracks and stuff, and you realize like, oh my god, that's such a part of the overall sound. I think so many people th- assume it's guitar, you know, yeah, all the time. No, and the fuzz bass thing is, or distorted bass in general, it's just so freaking great. Yeah, you know, oh, you know that. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Ge- Geezer Butler, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I was listening to Paranoid was on the radio today, and I was just like, God, that still sounds so good, you know? I watched. Massive back in the day. I watched um, with um, his band that he has with Steve Stevens. Right. I I mean, I watched them in rehearsal. And, and like, you know, and to say that there's so much weight behind his bass playing. Like, when you even just stand there and listen to him, it's like so taking up so much space and so much weight. Yeah. It's like the, almost a guitar player just can float around and, and, uh, because it, 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 he's just laying down such a heavy, solid bass. Mm -hmm. Such a driving bass player, man. He's freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. Even that stuff he did, you know, like 10 or 15 years ago with Ozzy, you know, when they all get out and they, they're playing like, some of the old classics, it's just like, God, you know, it's weird. You, you hear four guys make that much racket, you know, like the, the, sure there's good bands today, but like that just it, power and explosiveness doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be as round as much. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I'm sure there's metal guys that do it, but um, nah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. But, but Sabbath, man, it just, the songs are so good, man. It's love that. Yeah. Band. Yeah, sorry yeah, about the absolutely. loud laugh, everybody. Absolutely. I don't. I saw them in the last tour. That was great. No way. How was that? Oh, it was fuck. Yeah, I, I saw them um, twice. No. no, wait. No, I'm sorry. I saw them once. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah once <laughs> is enough. Um, uh, I saw them once, and it was at the sports arena. Okay. So the old sports arena. So right. the the beautiful thing about that was. You walk into this old arena that's not really used anymore. In fact, I think they might have torn it down now, right. um, or they were going to. Uh, not really used much, you know, whatever, 12,000 people or whatever the arena holds. And it just reminded me of every concert when I was a kid. Right. Going in the 80s in Detroit, every concert as a kid, you walked in. And there was the right stench of hot dogs, <laughs> mold, right, and, exactly. and 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 pot. Right. Yeah. So 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 you had this this whole thing, and you started to flashbacks to when you were a kid. And right. the funny thing was, we you know we went to our seats. We had like we had great great seats. We had floor seats. 
um, that were, I don't know, something like 15 rows back or something, 20 oh, rows back. Nice. Floor seats, great seats. And, um, you know, we're in the row. There's people fighting, getting in fights, <laughs> getting thrown out, you know, Just fist like fights, base. you know. Right, I was yeah. they're, they're, you know, Smell a pot. Yeah, then totally. my, my, my partner, who is a former Rob, you know, mm. yeah. who, who's a former cops with me. And and these guys are, are like beating on this girl, like literally beating on this girl and try to throw her out of the row behind. Um, he goes, he goes, wait, wait, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Why are you beating on this girl? And and they go, she pissed on my leg. <laughs> oh, oh, and then he goes. Okay, carry on. <laughs> right. That's that's pretty Sabbath. That's freaking awesome. I know. You I know. can just see Rob doing that, too. Like, I'm going to have to do something now. <laughs> it's, it's just like, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She pissed on your leg. Sorry. That's too funny. She, she peed on my leg. What do you... Dude, what? <laughs> who does that? That's amazing. I don't, I don't know. She she got taken away by the security guards, of course. But, <laughs> you know. But it literally reminded me of all the concerts that I would attend when I was a kid. Oh, for you sure. Know, th- all that stuff was just all the time. You smell oh, pot, part, of course. You know, people getting Fighting. fights, yeah. getting thrown out, yeah. knocked down, drag out fights sometimes, just like tossed, you know. But that was part of it, man. I mean, everyone's so polite now. It's like you well, almost, that, you know. That was part of it, and that's the right. fun. And, right, and, you it's know, the high like, energy. I always said going to see concerts in Detroit is like going to a war zone. You know, it's like yeah. everyone, any sporting event or concert in Detroit right. would be essentially everyone's drunk. Right. Everyone's been drinking. Everyone's getting in fights and arguing matches and shouting at each other. Right. And everyone is into the band. <laughs> and they're just sitting there screaming their heads off and watching this show. Makes for a fantastic show. And I've yeah, even gone cool. to shows in recent years in Detroit, and it's still the same way. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. It's a the whole different culture. thing than Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, totally. You know, it's weird, like, even trying to find music in L.A., you know? I, yeah. It's a, you know, obviously there's a strip or whatever, but... Yeah, uh, that's all yeah, it's, cover bands now, tribute bands. Yeah, it seems, it's, it's, it's weird, you know? But that's one of the great things about, you know, and I would imagine, like, Detroit coming here, too, it's freaking everywhere, you know? It's just like... You're surrounded by it. You know, obviously the crowds aren't like what you're talking about, but at least at least there's music being played, you know, or was. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, that guitar brand that we were, I was talking about was Eastwood. So the one you were talking about yeah. was Eastman. Oh, yeah. Eastman. That's why I was getting That's confused. Different. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eastwood's made in the USA, and th- those are the ones that yeah. Pete Stroud was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They did a thing with uh, Jepson here in town, like, like a local luthier. They did a really cool uh, Eastwood guitar. I don't know what it, what it's called, but it's kind of shaped funky with two humbuckers, and the freaking thing sounded great. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, purposeful purpose. I missed this. Sorry. Um, thanks for the uh, for the super chat. Appreciate it. Have you guys seen oh, the nice. new Bill and Ted trailer? Party on, dudes, and be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> no way. They're making another Bill and Ted's. I did not know. That. Yes. Oh yeah, the trailer's out. Yes. Come on. Is it good? Does it look good? <laughs> it looks like Bill and Ted. Oh, that's amazing. Just older. So, so is it good? Well, that's a that's right. <laughs> a loaded question. 
Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I totally remember that movie. Oh, I mean, where, where, but they had Nuno and all these good bands in it, though. <laughs> wonder what they're going to be playing now. No idea. I remember that Play With Me solo when I was a kid. I was just starting to learn guitar when that song came out. And I was just like, hmm. what on earth is that guy doing? You know, it was just Nuno's so freaking good still. But I, I think yeah, Nuno's amazing. He's so good. Oh, my God. He's terrifying. They're coming out with yeah, a new album. It doesn't seem like he's lost a beat. Are they really? That's what I heard. I liked Extreme. They, they're great live too, man. Just a, uh, he, oh. you know, he he does so many cool mixes, so many cool styles, you know, and just the percussiveness. He almost like plays more like a drummer, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, the '80s had so many good guitar players. Oh, we got, awesome. we got, a, I got a good one here in a comment on what I was just saying. Carlson okay. Depp said, "The Who at the Silverdome." You could feel the incipient <laughs> violence in the crowd. <laughs> oh, I bet. What year? Wow. What, what year? At the Who at the Silverdome? I was uh, my first concert ever was the Who at the Silverdome, 1981. No. Um, hey. And I hear they also had played in 1976 there, I believe, or 77 hey. or something like that. Um, so, which one? How old? How old were you? I was young. Oh, that's freaking. I mean, the first show is I the. Don't, I don't. I, I have to think. I have to think about that for a second. That's starting at a pretty high level of of band for your first show, man. That's amazing. Well, eighty one. So, uh, well, let's see. I'm fifty one now. Count back. I don't know. Yeah. What was I like? Twelve or something? Mm. Yeah. That's, that's around the time I saw my first show, which I something like that. Your... Frank Zappa. Nice. It, 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 it was funny because we, you know we had Steve Ferris on on the show and at the time Steve was playing with Eddie Money and no he way. played he brought it up that he played mm-hmm. the Pontiac Silverdome with Eddie Money and that was the show you went to right? and, and I go you're gonna I go I saw you <laughs> <laughs> he's like shit. no shit <laughs> Isn't that crazy? God, I can't believe how fast that it doesn't. I mean, it seems like a long, a long time ago, but not that long ago. You think about like '89. That's a freaking long time ago. It's like, yeah, this was '81. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, I know. Well, you're not much older than me. I'm 45. So yeah. But man, it was such a. I, I'm so. I, I'm really glad I got to see all that stuff, though. You know, the the level, especially like the showmanship and the. You know, yeah, they, they were all technically very good, but, like, just to see bands be able to, like, you know, David Lee Roth with Steve Vai or something like where They're just freaking, or Van Halen, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, running around and jumping and just, like, not even missing a note. And it's just, like, I missed seeing that, you know, because they were, the whole yeah. band, it was like a, a real show, you know, like yeah. everything yeah. mattered, you know. Yeah. But, but heavy on the real playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Right, right. But but a performance, a real performance. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it the other night when we were testing. We were talking about Van Halen, you know, and just yep. Eddie just running around doing splits. Never, never forget 1984. The 1984 tour, my one of my concerts I saw, mm-hmm. oh opening with God. Unchained. Uh, oh my god! And it was so loud, and it was so great. Mm. Oh, and we yeah. just heard the guitar, just like, can I, can I, can I? You know, mm. like, you're just like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, he, his live tone is always. I mean, even even in the later days is good, but that old stuff. Like, what was that show? Were, were you talking about the show where they 
redid from Fresno. Was that us? Yeah, that's that seventy nine. I think it was seventy eight, seventy nine show. That the oh, is video. that a really good one? Yes. Yeah. Just recently. Freaking tone was just yeah. insane. You know, it's like yeah. how does it? I don't know. And and being so young too, you know what I mean? And really having the command. I mean, I guess a lot of people were good young back then, but having just the handle on all that stuff, you know, was just. Yeah, but by that time he was playing so many clubs and backyard parties, and oh. it was like second nature. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was a little jealous. My friend Dave Black. He goes, he goes. Yeah, man, I saw him at Masonic Temple in Detroit, and wow. for the Van Hal- for Van Halen two. Oh and I was, my! I, God. And I was in the front row. Oh, I'm they like going on fire! Oh, God, dude. fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Just fuck you! That would be amazing. How good? Yeah. I go, I'm like, how good was it? He goes, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine being a headliner? You know, and they open up for you. I mean, it's just like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> well, that's what I happened with that. Black Sabbath on the first tour, right? Black oh. Black Sabbath was like getting blown out every every night by Van Halen. <laughs> how could you not? You know, It'd be like having. I've, seen, I've, I've seen how that can happen too. I've seen I've yeah. seen how that can happen. I remember there was a. Um, festival I, I remember there were in the in the night well 90s or early 2000s or something there's a festival that i went to and this was like kind of the heyday of the bands like papa roach and and all right. these you know arab bands and it the, the last band was black sabbath right but the band right before black sabbath was marilyn manson oh in their heyday with john yeah. five and Twiggy and everything in the heyday. Yeah. And I watched a ton of bands before. And all these were legitimately large bands, good bands. Right. Watched them all. Manson came on, obliterated <laughs> every band that came on before, completely yeah. wiped them off the map. Right. <laughs> obliterated. And then, like, poor Black Sabbath has to come on. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> he is a freaking mania he is a really really that whole band i mean great performers man well especially in that time period and yep. that time frame of the band john five was in the band mm-hmm. yeah it still had twiggy on bass and they still had their drummer and they had their yep. keyboard player they had this the the main kind of the original band with john five and at that time they were untouchable yeah, just crushing. Yeah, crushing well, it was so everything. new too. I mean, just pushing so many boundaries oh, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, the and show was, and the and, and the but musicians. they did it well. They did yeah. it really on top form. I mean, in later years it was less on top form, but yeah, but um, top form where you could, yeah, I feel sorry for the all the bands before and all the ones oh, after. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine that uh, that lifespan of a, an act like that can only be so long, too. Yeah, right. Rolling out, trying to do that when you're 50, you know, would be would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so, hey, Brett, tell us about um, your time with Third Power Amps and working with Fred. How'd that come about? Third Power? Uh, I mean, sorry, not Third uh, Power. Divided uh, by 13. Divided by 13. <laughs> See, that's what happens when so, I go on my second beer. Sorry about that. <laughs> See, it's good. It's only five points. Um, <laughs> so I I got my first introduction with Fred, um, and I totally remember this day vividly. Um, I had these crate vintage club 
like 310 combos or something like that. You know, back in the day, I think they were like Vintage Club 50s or something. And uh, one of them had broken. And this was when Fred was still down in Balboa in his house. And I remember it was like right as he started, you know, kind of really taking off and doing a lot of repairs. And he was making the amp with Rusty, um, whatever, the 37 or whatever it was. And he like, I basically rolled in and he was just like, looked at me like when I brought in my crate, it was just like, no, like I'm not even going to touch this. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So my first like real, uh, you know, interaction with him was weird, you know? Um, and then, you know, a couple of years later, but that was actually the same day he was taking those amps to McCartney's rehearsal. Right. So it was kind of that weird, like right at the right time, right? He was super stressed out trying to get these amps done for Rusty or whatever. And um, about a year and a half later, my buddy Scott, who had a divided, one of the first divided by 13 amps, um, like convinced me to go up. He's like, Fred's making something that's like, you know, a Marshall or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll go check it out. And I think at the time I was doing Finnish Carpentry and I was just totally freaking over it. And um, when I was up there, we just kind of hit it off. You know, we, we had a really good conversation and um, I'm like, Hey man, you know, would you ever consider, do you ever, do you need help? I mean, cause he was freaking swamped. You know, I think he had like a four month waiting list at that point or whatever. And uh, he was like, Oh, okay. You know? And I was like, okay, well, you know, just whenever, if you want to let me know. And he ended up calling me like four months later and never soldered a freaking thing in my life. I mean, nothing, no electronics at all. Mm. And we just started doing like Saturdays, I think, for about a month or two. And he would, you know, okay, here's how you solder freaking pot to whatever. And here's how you make a board. And um, it just kind of went, I mean, a after I started working there a lot, it really freaking went full force. So it was just like diving <laughs> first and wow. making a bazillion amps, you know. But um, I think I did that for like seven years. It was, it was great, man. I mean, Fred was, he's like a second dad to me, man. I love Fred. He's awesome. And he makes just great so amps, too. Really, it does. I mean, they're so good. You know, we, we the, the thing is, we go to, you know, I drop amps off to a bunch of producers and stuff. And you just see that real world example of, like, they actually use it, you know, and they're buying it. They're not getting it for free. And, and then you hear it in a track, like, hey, check it out. The You know, the album's done or whatever. Listen to it. And it's just like, man, you know, it's like being part of something or, you know, you I mean, you know, Dave, like, yeah. uh, you know, seeing an amp you built on a stage in front of you know, 18,000 people is freaking awesome, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, especially when it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, it set me up for this whole thing that I'm at now. You know, all the little pieces kind of, you know, led to place. My buddy Marty wanted to get one of those amps, and that's kind of how that whole thing happened with him. And, um, you know, meeting Tim and doing the thing with Tim Pierce. You know, it all started from working at Fred's. It was it was an amazing time, you know? So what did you do with Tim mm -hmm. Pierce? curious um so there's a funny story with that you know whenever i would go around town i would always ask people you know at stores who are your favorite you know players around town and they almost exclusively always said val mccollum and tim pierce and i was like who's this tim pierce dude and so i went into work and i asked fred i'm like fred who's tim pierce and he's like oh my god dude he's you know and he's like you got to hear him play. And, and, and so I went on, uh, on YouTube and there was nothing. There was like five videos. It was like an exotic, you know, back when the BBE booster came out or whatever. <laughs> and, um, so we'd started kind of this conversation, like, 
you know, Fred asked, asked Tim if he'll give me a guitar lesson or something like that. And so after a few months, Tim finally was like, okay, you know, I'll do it. And uh, he was playing a 23 and I had to bring a 23 up there. And usually when I go to Tim's house, he's not there. You know, he's up, up in his room working or whatever. And uh, that particular day he was downstairs getting a coffee and I'm like, man, I looked all over YouTube. Have you ever, you know, thought about doing something on YouTube? And um, I was like, yeah, you know, actually I have. And, and I'm like, well, do you like teaching? He's like, yeah, I actually do really, really do like teaching. And so I'm like, well, man, I got a channel and my buddy Marty um, has a channel too. Would you ever consider having us come up and film you, you know? And I think that really started into motion, you know, me working with Tim, you know, we made products and, and all that kind of stuff together. But yeah. in the beginning, I would just go up to Tim's house, you know, once a week, you know, for about a year and just film and we'd post stuff on YouTube. And that was kind of like my, I, that was, we were going to exchange. I was going to get lessons from Tim and uh, in exchange for going up and filming him, you know, but uh, it's cool. I mean, I never, you know, it's funny to this day and we've known each other for years now. I've had one guitar lesson with him, but through editing all of the footage, you, I mean, it's so crazy how much you can pick up, you know, just by watching him do what he does. And um, it's been amazing, man. I mean, he's so the, good. the whole session. The man he's with so, the most fluid licks ever. I know. And that's the funny thing. Like, once he broke it down slow, I'm like, that's really what you're doing? But the feel mm -hmm. is so freaking good, you know? Tim is... You know, I feel fortunate, Dave. I'm sure you've seen it too. Like being in the room, seeing him do what he does is just explosion. <laughs> <laughs> totally, it's just. I wish everybody could see it. You know, I mean, they can now, but yeah, it, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I remember years ago doing work with Tim and and seeing uh, just him. I always called it the endless lick. Yep. Because you know what I mean. It's yeah. like. The most fluid, endless, no, no, no phrase ends. It just kind of flows all together. Right. And to another and it, perfect one after that. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, he's he's great. They're, he's all coming guys, on too, by the way. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Him and so Pete are going to be coming on soon. Oh yeah, that's true. I like their show. They had a great show, man. They they worked well off of each other, and it's cool because they both had enough of a background and, and music and could really talk tone and all that kind of stuff too it was a good oh yeah good mix yeah. by the way we have a couple of super chats um robert price thank you uh he wants to know dave od channel and the 65 whiskey is that more jtm 45 or 800 uh the power section is more jtm 45 um uh, that's a tough one to say i mean the power section is more J Team 45, the front end is more, it's not really 800, it's more um, hopped up, Friedman esque, sort of slightly different, though, you know, kind of thing. So it's not neither. <laughs> what I amp mean, is the, it? The power section is a JTM 45. It's so. a 65 amps whiskey. Mm. Yeah. And then the yeah. other one, Bulldozer Guitar, said, Did you design the Synergy Plexi module? And uh, if so, what was the idea behind that sound-wise, as in Plexi setting you were trying to emulate? Re okay, really, uh, yes, I did. The, the Plexi module, I did. Um, essentially, that's mostly designed to be a cranked-up kind of 
Van Halen-esque, shall we say, plexi. Um, if you're looking to get vintage plexi tones, it might not do it for you. It might not be, it, it, it's got definitely, it, it simulates the cranked up mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, uh, it has some roots in some of the Jose designs, too. So, there you go. Which actually emulate <laughs> emulate a cranked up plexi. So mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I've got that module. It's great. Yeah, Dave, what's your what's your uh, your quintessential amp tone? Like, if you had to pick one, who whose tone is it? Oh, Eddie. Yeah, Van Halen two. Van Halen two. Interesting. Not one two. Okay, what's the what's the difference? Is it a different amp or is it just the? No, it's the same amp. amp. Different um, production. It's a little different production, a little a tad less gain, a tad less yeah. pushed, um, more natural sounding. I think right. I think honestly, Van Halen Two is probably the best representation of his guitar tone, so um, if, especially if you think about all the songs and stuff on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's probably the best recorded representation of his guitar tone. Some people might argue and say one, but. Yeah. I was thinking fair no, no. warning, uh, but that's my favorite. Fair warning is great too. also. Yeah. That comes in great also. I like 84 also. Yeah. 84 yeah. is much cleaner. Right. Um, yeah. I actually like women and children first also. Oh, so uh, good. I mean, they're just all variations of great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but, but if you, I think overall, though, if you, if you listen to that Van Halen 2 record, I think right. the overall everything on that record sounds better. I think the yeah. drums overall sound the best of the drums on any Van Halen any Van Halen record. Right. I think I think everything production wise was really dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean somebody give me a doctor. I mean it's just like it, it's, it's funny when if you're in the car and you can go yeah. between stuff really quick. Yeah. And you can listen the, the the trouble in the car though is are you hearing remastered ones cuz there's remastered versions of some of the right. Records. They're not. They don't sound good anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't. Uh, You have to. You have to have the originals. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you just bounce between, if you bounce between the records, it's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So here's a question for you. Do you know what? I always freaking love the chorus sound on. um, Was it Women in Love on that album? Do you know what that is? The original Roland Chorus Echo. I have one at my shop that Toshi uh, Toshi from Kimmel just gave me to check out. No um, way. Yeah, you know Toshi. Yeah, no, but I mean, just that that sound <laughs> is so freaking good. Yeah, you know? and it's like, like it's this so beautiful and... analog chorus thing. Yeah. It's a two rack space box. That's really. Like not even a rack space to be honest i just a it looks like a two rack space box that you just sit on something huh and what's it called plastic (laughs) and metal and what is it called again uh it's an old rolling chorus echo uh dc uh someone will probably chime in right Right. uh i could tell you if you text me or something yeah yeah, yeah. i freaking it's so good. I it's just like, what is yeah, that? And that it, it really does sound great. It's kind of yeah. noisy and kind of all this stuff, but but, but when that's you listen, part of it. <laughs> when you listen to it, when you listen to it, right. you're like, ooh, yeah, mm. it's all so worth it. 
Oh, man. Yeah. See, I need to go back and listen to him. I was listening to uh, 1984 earlier, but for some reason, I don't think I have two on any of my, like, my car phone mm. or whatever. But that's a good one. I got to go back to it. Yeah, you got to download that and get that <laughs> going on. Oh, dude. I, well, I mean, just all the, even um, in You're No Good, you know, when he's, like, just cranks up the volume. Yeah. It's like, God, it just sounds like it's about to explode, but right. still clear, you know? It, it, un. On that record, it sounds like the amp's going to explode. It does. I really <laughs> like. I really like. They captured it in such a way where it's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, why can't they do that anymore? <laughs> it's like you had it perfect. It sounded great. Yeah, we had tape and we had nice consoles and we had like, right? you know, real recording gear and, and, you know, all that fun stuff. People actually played together at the same time. People played, <laughs> yes, in the room, all together as a band. Right. That's another thing that's freaking great about out here, though, is the session guys, they still play together, you know? And it's yeah. just like, you hear that in a room, you're just like, oh, my God. It's just like a, you know, the unfortunate part, you know, I was, I was talking to one of my buddies about it, and he's like, you know, the thing that sucks is we create this, you know, amazing pocket, but the, the younger engineers and, and mixers of the day, they snap everything to a grid. <laughs> so it's like by the time you get done, you know, you don't even realize, you know, is it me anymore? Or, but seeing them lay it down is just like God, and they're just so. It's like well, it's like Tim, right? But they're just so quick and so. It's like how do you think of something that good, that fast at the drop of a hat? You know, mm-hmm. whenever people talk. You ever about, watch those Rick? You ever watch the Rick Beato oh, videos? Love Rick. Rick's freaking awesome. Where where it's like here, let's listen to Quantize John Bonham. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I have to check. Oh that yeah, out. there's one. Oh, in, that's there's great. one on John Bonham where they, no they, they actually take the actual drum beat. Oh, I can't remember the song. Uh, right. And then they then they they actually quantize it like it would be done today. <laughs> and then you can listen back to back. Right. The the feel and everything, and it's just like holy crap. It just loses <laughs> all feel once it's oh, quantized. It loses all of everything. They yeah. totally to- when and they it, do that with guitar too. They push stuff around. It's like you guys like. I understand oh. it. Like you know, to your eyes, it may look cool, but that does not mean it's gonna feel feel that way. You know, right? Oh, oh. And especially like you know, like it was the most extreme case doing it with John yeah. Bonham, right? Because John Bonham, uh, you know, was a living, breathing organism. It fluctuated drum <laughs> parts. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. So. So no part of the song ever is repeating itself, really. Right. It's not like, hey, verse one is like verse two in the drum parts. Yeah. No, there's tons of accents. There's tons of changing things up. So like I say, it's like a living, breathing yeah. organism. It's like he's feeling the music. He's playing drums, just what he feels. And that's yeah. just the beauty of the whole thing. I and love he, the isolated and, tracks too, when you can hear them. It's like, <laughs> it's like so yeah, that's my two awesome. favorite isolated. I mean, my my favorite isolated tracks are John Bonham and Jeff Picaro. Oh, Anything yeah. from oh, Jeff I've never Picaro heard of or John Bonham. Oh, he's like, great. Oh my God. I gotta check Rosanna. Rosanna. Oh my. Do they have oh, that yeah, isolated, isolated drums? Yeah, I think there's no isolated for that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Oh, I bet you that's amazing. And then four in the I, rain. I had the fortunate. I, I I was fortunate enough to work in the industry in time when I was delivering gear when Jeff Picaro was doing sessions with Steve Lukather and everything. Dude. So I mean, I get to stand in the same room in the studio, 
when Jeff Picard was bad, it's just dude. playing drums. I knew him, you know, he'd yeah. smoke a joint before every session, you know, out back <laughs> in the loading dock where I we were him. leaving, you know. Right. And, and like you'd see him and he'd just sit down to the drums and play he'd do that shuffle thing, man. And <laughs> he just went like, Oh Isn't that God, crazy? that's good. <laughs> so so freaking good. Amazing feeling. Oh, that's God. amazing. You guys ever check out um the newer he newer guy, but that Aaron Sterling guy, you guys ever watch him, that drummer? Mm. No. Oh my god. It was an incredible drummer, but um very creative. You know, we'll like do really weird things with tempos and make the drum sound weird. Or, you know, his Instagram channel, even if you're not a drummer, mm. is totally worth being on. Plus he's so freaking like his mind seems like one of those guys is just super fast, so he's super witty and like will randomly come out and like he talked about this like monologue on Star Wars once, you know. It's just like what, but it was so freaking good. Like I would have never have thought what he is saying, but now I'm hearing it. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> it's just like, What's his name? Aaron? Amazing. What? Sterling, I think is his last name. Oh, that's Rip cool. it, Like I think he's one of the top, you know, session drummer guys, but. Just really, really entertaining and uh, just a phenomenal drummer. You know, you hear his parts and it's just like. You know, who's one great. of the guys today also that blows me away is Todd Zuckerman. Who's that? He plays with uh, Sticks. Oh, okay. Amazing drummer. Guy. Yeah, amazing drummer. Amazing. Yeah. You know, you know who that is, Dave? Todd Zuckerman. No, I don't. I'll check it out though. Um, I'll send you a link to his. Uh, yeah, amazing drummer. He plays with Sticks. Just, just great. Um, are they still good? Are they good still live? I saw Sticks. I guess now it's probably two years ago. They uh, right. uh, they were the headliner. It was Def Leppard and Tesla. No way! Yeah, dude. which was a fun. It was a fun show, but unfortunately, yeah. uh, Joe Elliott he lost his voice yeah, oh. that night. So the guy from Tesla came out and was helping him sing. Def Leppard songs, no way. which was kind of a oh bummer. Yeah, I was kind of bummer. Kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. But but then Sticks came out and they killed. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, even with the new singer, I was just like, Tommy Shaw. You know, these guys. Yeah. They they can still play, man. They're really good, right. Really good band. Um, so uh, Bemo says, Dave and Mark, can you get? Uh, I guess he says EV. I guess he means Eddie Van Halen on Tone Talk. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. That'd be awesome. That would be freaking amazing. Uh, I'll even go so far as say fucking amazing. But yeah, I, I it's not gonna happen. Do you guys yeah. still have that head down at your shop, Dave? Did you guys have no, that no. old Marshall down there for a while? No, 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 no. That was years ago. God, that's crazy. I mean, did, did did anybody come in and play it, and it sounded just right, or is that the the yeah. essential component is him? Yeah, no. <laughs> after I restored it, yeah. And yeah, and there was there was one or two people that I had actually come and play it, <laughs> right? Uh, that I knew would like just totally, right? I mean that's rush, incredible. Rush right? their car that... over as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> uh, but literally, yeah, so someone much. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, rushed, dude, that's like rushed over like... as hum fast as humanly possible to. <laughs> oh my god, I would be. Oh, <laughs> Mark would be boarding like a plane. That's what I was saying. If it, if I had known you, then I'd be on a plane. I'd be like, don't give it back yet. <laughs> don't give it back yet. Wait, I'm going to be there in five, four hours. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. What was wrong with it? Was it just needed to go? You no, I completely I completely rebuilt it. No way. Uh, I 
uh, over the years, it had many things done to it to try to. Right. He, he said it had lost the tone and this and that. So it, it had various output transformers in it. It's had various. It was rewired with Teflon wire oh at some God. point in time. So the goal was to restore it to its former glory. And I had some ideas about this. Yeah. So it, by that time, it already had like the the proper era output transformer in it for the, that okay. year amp. Um, but they wanted to rewire all the wire in it to the vintage wire. Okay. So uh, we actually gutted another plexi of wire <laughs> in order in order to uh, rewire it. Okay. And so we did that, and then I had some ideas about how it should be biased. Uh, going on assumptions from things I'd read and talked about and things that were put in press over the years and, and different things. And then we had original 6CA7s, the, the basic original super lead circuit with a couple little changes. Right. And I found out a couple interesting things about the amp when I was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which we won't talk secrets. about. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say secrets. Little uh, well, there was one little thing, but um, it's just—I mean, basically, it's a stock amp. Yeah. But uh, when when you bias it properly, uh, meaning, um, yeah, I mean, he used to say in in press that he used to bias it all the way up. Well, what that meant was he was pushing the current of the tubes. As yeah. hot as they would go, but then he'd be using the amp on a variac. So actually, yeah. then at that point, you're saving the tubes because you're reducing all the voltages and yeah. stuff. Um, so the you know the concept was okay. Yeah. So now if let's see if you do that with the stock circuit with these tubes on a stock wall voltage, you get about 80 milliamps or so a tube. Okay. Way 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 too hot. <laughs> right. But when you drop it on a Variac to about 90 volts, you get about 50 milliamps a tube, okay. um, which is perfectly fine for the plate voltage that's in the amp and, and at that point in time. And, and part of the key of it all is biasing it properly yeah. for the lowered Variac setting. Well, that's what I... I and it was Fred... all an accident for him. Yeah. Um, and, and when you do an amp like that and you... Reduce it on a variac, but you have the bias at like 50, okay. uh, which is fine with the reduced voltage in the variac. Then it starts to get this compression and yeah. this gain, and this it, the amp seems gainy and it seems right, right, and uh, <laughs> and especially if you're using the original six, you know, the original six CA7s and yeah, and 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 all this stuff with the right circuit. Bam! There it is. So yeah, you, I mean, it's gainy. <laughs> it's yeah, no, it totally. I mean, well, Fred turned me on to that that same kind of variac that they used back in the day, but I think he was saying something like that too, where they rebiased the head at eighty volts or whatever. Yeah. But um, it does, man. I mean, back in the day when I worked at Fred's shop too, they didn't, you know, he never he was so anti master volume forever, and so the only way to freaking play one of his amps was to have a variac, but. I remember the first time I put the 23 amp on it and, you know, crank it down to about 70 or 75. It's the same thing because then you can start 
really pushing the amp, and it was like, oh my god, this thing, this Variac, you know, is is the secret <laughs> to <laughs> everything. Part, I mean, that's part of the secret. You know, there's yeah. a lot of other little bits and pieces of it, but yeah, yeah, it's part of the secret. But you know, um, Toshi from Jimmy Kimmel has put out a bunch of videos recently about. Uh, I did a little rig for him. Okay. Uh, he had an old 50 watt plexi that I totally Van Halenized that he uses with a Variac into a 100 watt Afriat power station, the new 100 watt version. Right. And and then I a whole pedal board geared around because he was going to do this Van Halen tribute band called Brown M and M. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, so uh, he was doing it with Eric Dover, the singer Eric Dover that used to be in Snake Pit and stuff. Right. And they did a, uh, and, and Joe Travers on drums and, uh, and, and Sean McNabb on bass. They did one or two shows before all this stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was epic. But yeah, while in, in, in lockdown here, he's been going a, a little insane. <laughs> uh, delving very deep in into um, learning these parts to the T. Yeah. You know, and he's been putting out videos as he's been doing it. No way. And you hear the rig that I built for him in the videos, oh, okay. and you just hear yeah. it, and you're just like, well, yeah, that's it. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to hear so it. So is it is he running into the head? Is he is he using drive pedals too, or is he just straight uh, into the head? No, no drive pedals. Uh, it's all the traditional stuff. Uh, so oh, it's you know a vintage awesome. flanger, vintage phase ninety. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he uses well, a uh, Echoplex pedal, uh, pedal <laughs> Echoplex pedal in front. He has right. uh, in the loop of the amp. He's doing some stuff. He's using a Digitech Polara for plate reverb. Mm, not in the loop of the amp in the loop that's of the a great freaking verb for a pedal it is sounds amazing in fact originally he had like a hall of fame reverb and i'm like yeah you got to get rid of that because that's not yeah. going to do this right now hmm. the, the polara reverb has the right plate and has yeah. the right vibe um so he got that and and you know he also uses another delay in the loop for long delays if he wants it there goes more but, money uh, there goes more money but, polara he, <laughs> Oh, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Polara for reverb um, is an unbelievable little tiny pedal you can buy for a hundred bucks or whatever. Cool. Um, it, it's Lexicon algorithm, so it that's, really does. That's why it sounds good. Mm. Sounding and the, and the plate on it just sounds amazing, especially for totally. that for that. I compared it actually back to back with I think on Toshi's rig with the Hall of Fame, right? And I'm like, Not oh my close. god, this thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> this Hall of Fame. I mean, the Hall of Fame sounded god awful wow. by comparison. Well, yeah, and when you you know when when you've only heard the Hall of Fame, it sounds decent, right? But that that Digitech Verd, man, it really is. It well, it's just the tails, like how yeah. it, how it trails off. Like the wash, you know? yeah, totally. My buddy uses uh he, he uses one of those he, he uses Fender Tweed amps, but he has that and the uh, DoD makes a pedal called the Carcosa Fuzz, and those two things together just it sounds so freaking and the DoD Fuzz is like ridiculously cheap. Yeah, that's good. If you, haven't, if you haven't checked out one of those, it, it's a great great fuzz too. Yeah, but good. The pairing yeah, of them it, together. It's, it's a shame because uh, uh, Digitech uh, and DoD were making great stuff. Totally. And then in recent and a year ago or whatever, they fired the whole team. 
was like I mean, they were making move. great products that were successful. Right. They were coming yeah. back. It was they were doing great, successful sales, everything. And you know, we don't need this team in Utah anymore. Hmm. Is that not freaking crazy? Yeah, marketing so they guy. Hired the whole team and all the people that were driving the cool products. Like you know, they made right. the freak out pedal and the oh, which was amazing. And, I got you that. Know, That's great. And the and the ricochet, you know, little whammy and a pedal thing. They got know. rid of all those people. Oh, they got rid of the whole team. Wow. What about the freaking detune one that you could drop to E flat, yeah. stepping on the pedal? Yeah. Like, freaking amazing. I mean, I mean, they they were making a whole ton of really cool yeah. stuff. I mean, they were. I think some of the pedals are still being made of the old designs, but I mean, um, hmm. all the people that were designing anything new, forget about it. It's over with. Even their um, pedals where they were like not so much loopers, but like little, you know, almost band creators in a box. Oh, had a killer yeah, the, freaking drum one, or the trio was a trio great thing, pedal. Hmm. Yeah, man, those all that stuff that they were doing. It was killer stuff. It was. The totally big corporate agreed. giant just goes, oh, it's not profitable enough. Kill it. <laughs> wow. I, I did not yeah. know that. Shame. I didn't know, I didn't know that. It's wild. I mean, that's yeah. the way it is. It's kind of a shame. The way it, it is. is now. Um, it's so weird. You know, I, I feel bad because they, you know, they, they weren't like, you know, for some, with the exclusion of, of course, Boss, so many people are hooked on Boutique. Yeah. names and new guys on the street that the Digitech is like a Digitech pedal that's the association you know what I mean you don't assume the Digitech pedal is going to be awesome even though they've created oh, amazing yeah. stuff all yeah. the newer era Digitech pedals were great yeah. mm -hmm. great like they, had a, they had a chorus that was really cool their vibe they, was good too they had a cool vibe the vibe like, was really Ventura vibe that was yeah. good the um yeah, I mean, the, a couple of the drive things they were doing were great. The reissues of the stuff that they had done in the past were great. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just sink Some the whole thing. That's crazy. Companies, hey, well, it's weird it, because Harmon, Harmon owned it, and, you know, they had a whole other division, you know, for this in Utah, where they've been forever. The right. DOD Digitech has been in Utah forever. So it's like Harmon's looking at that like a big money, hmm. big money outlay, you know, for the whole staff and everything. I go, yeah, right. but they're the ones designing. Yeah, all the products. they're making you the money. Yeah. They're making the cool stuff. Yeah, people don't. Well, it's Harman weird. doesn't care because they're a huge corporation yeah. that make all sorts of other crap that you know. Right, it's a small part of the business. JPL and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Robert Baker asked uh, Dave, "Have you ever done anything with Dan Huff?" Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, I I used to deliver his gear. <laughs> mm. And then uh, in the early days of, of his band, Giant, oh, so I did good. his guitar rap. No way. Oh, yeah. That's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. He is so And then he moved good. to Nashville, and I, I've never seen him since. <laughs> I might have talked to him on the phone once. And then I don't think he it. stopped working since he got but here. The funny thing was um, when they did that little giant reunion thing yeah. uh, in, uh, like a year ago or something. Yep. Um, well, he wasn't singing. He got another singer to sing. Uh, but he was using a Dirty Shirley. Yep, he was with an M9. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was, I think it was uh, someone loaned it to him. Yeah, it was Ryan Warner. Yeah. Yeah, so that show was great, man. I mean, for you know, for just like throwing it together last minute, 
it was cool seeing him play guitar. I wish he would have sung. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, don't. Maybe he can't sing anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's still active. You know, I mean, I, I heard, he I heard, I heard essentially that he hasn't been singing for a million years. Right. So yeah. like, it's probably really rusty. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, especially being in town too. Like, if you don't go out and and aren't really good, people just don't want to do it. You know. Yeah. But um, he he played. But it was good. Great, man. Yeah, it sure was, man. The singer and, they got sounded, you know, like pretty much like how he used to sound, so that was good. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I asked all the guys in town, I'm like, how does it feel like being on a session and, and Dan Huff's the producer? Like <laughs> <laughs> who you know could do anything that you could do, you know? And uh, Man, I watched I, I watched a couple times. I had I remember watching when I was a kid delivering his gear. Yeah. And then he would sit down and start interacting with the producer, you know. Right. They're they're hiring him for so what part do you hear here? I mean, like right. we want they're gonna put guitar on it, but they're yeah. asking him, what do you want to put on it? Like yeah. what what are you hearing? And him come up with parts instantaneously that like are a so drop good. of a hat and you hear yeah. him you're just like going, Oh my god, that's perfect for the song. Yeah. <laughs> like like just right off the cuff. Boom. Well, and his uh, transitions between like verses and choruses, and he always comes up with the freaking coolest yeah. stuff, man. I mean, everyone in town, you know. I mean, they're just like, yeah, you know, he's he's pretty much still the man, but like, hmm. yeah, I guess he's just into the producing role, you know. Yeah, he'll sure. do parts if he needs to, but I know that's one of the one of the people I really really want to meet out here. You know, he's just him, and then there's that guy Tom Bukovac. I don't know if you guys have seen him much. But his name is oh, Kurt- yeah. It's come up a lot lately. My God. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad he on did the show. that, man. Oh, he would be great. And and he's I was so glad he did that because he's such a um you know, like you see on his show, he's a good like ca- you know, he can captivate the room, you know, and he's really good at talking. Like when you would go into second gear and he you know, he's just really good at talking and telling stories mm. and you That's know, good. This freaking staggering level of talent. <laughs> just like, oh my god. My buddy Ford had him come. Uh, we met him at this place called Rumble Seat Music. It's a great little Ford vintage Thurston. store in town. Yeah. And uh, Ford had it all set up. You know, he's like, okay, I know Tom likes to play this stuff. So, like, he had the pedals out and the whole, he had the players, the whole bit mm-hmm. um, set up. And then Tom came in and Ford basically forced him to play guitar. But he played for, like, 45 minutes. And I, obviously, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of guitar players right um but i've never seen anything like that Hmm. ever right like just at the drop of a hat just completely switching gears you know like and just doing it at such a you know pro level and and taking you could hear it wasn't like something he'd done before you could hear him like you know he's taking a chance doing it but it was just like how do you just like stream this crazy level of talent and it just didn't stop for like 45 minutes i mean he just kept playing and playing and playing it was just like oh my god and he's like <laughs> he's like you guys ever do this and he he's like one really good thing to do is try switching chords as fast as you can you know like so go up at the first fret and try to you know from cowboy chords to bar chords to you know all sorts of different you know diminished chords or whatever mm-hmm. and he goes try doing this and then he started doing it and he was like bang 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 bang, bang. i mean but just like perfectly in tune you know you're just like who can do this you know, just, <laughs> just watching him i mean his hands were just like oh, i was just we were all just sitting there and everybody at the music store was all just like jaws open and, right yeah I, I, you know i sort of had that um 
Well, I've had a few geeky moments like that. When you when you when you stand in front of um, like Eddie Van Halen and he's oh, playing, dude. it like literally like feet away from you, right? And, and you're just kind of like going, yeah, okay, this is weird, right? <laughs> but it's like leaves you feeling high, you know? I mean, yeah, it's just like, it's just, you're and you're just like going, oh my god, this is amazing. And then um, and then the other um, time was recently. When uh, we did this little right before when Jake came to uh, approve his amp, right? Uh, you know, we did this little Facebook video and crap, you know, where we were drinking though, so it was kind of interesting, but um, <laughs> shocking. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I asked him right at the end of this video that we put out, this it was a, a gorilla video, you know, it's like camera in the yeah. room. Not the right. greatest audio, you know, but just capture the moment, you know? Yeah. And right at the end, uh, I go, ah, yeah, do me a favor. Can you play Bark at the Moon? Oh, dude. You know? And he's, he starts, and part of that's in Michael's video, and he starts playing Bark at the Moon. And I'm sitting there like two feet away from him, mm. literally sitting right next to me. Right. And I'm watching him do all the proper cording and the which way he crazy. does it. Yeah, which is so different. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. It yeah. sounds right. It sounds <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Anyone else I've ever heard play it, although yeah. maybe they're coming close to doing it right, yeah. or maybe yeah. they're even doing it right, the feel isn't quite the same mm, as the yeah. player. You know? And and when he's doing it and you're just sitting there watching it, you're going, oh, my God, look at that stretch. <laughs> Yeah, the stretching and and some of the nuances of just the rhythm. The nuances are lost a little bit, you know, uh, in in other people. Um, And uh, I'm like, I was totally geeked out there for a second. Oh, I I mean, I was just like, that's one of my favorite guitar songs. And he, he, you know, he had also told me that he hadn't really played guitar in six months. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But then he just ripped off Bark of the Moon right up and right. like no mistakes or nothing, you know. By the way, we have a, uh, a super song, chat uh, from Stuart Rose. This is a question for you, Brett. It says, uh, okay. great show, guys. Brett, how is the EQ and master volume on the Divided by 13 CJ11 versus the JRT915 for recording at home slash club gig levels? I'm feeling the need for tweed, but with some more headroom and fuzz game pedal compatibility. Um, there is an amp called a Triple C 915. Not the JRT, but it, the CCC 915. And it's actually a fusion of both of those amps. Hmm. So it's the more of the tone circuit of the CJ, but it has the back end of the 915. Um, and so you can get super cool fendery tones out of it, but then if you switch it to the EL84 mode, um, it, it's it's a great. You know, I've I've gigged with a lot of those amps, and that's one of my favorite combos at a gig because it's it's perfect volume to where you can turn it up, but you're not you know competing with the drummer. It's just sitting at that perfect spot. You know, you got about halfway up or whatever, and um, it just really takes pedals good and it cuts really well so even if you're in a band with another guitar player it's a great great amp i would check that out the 915 is very cool it's one of my favorite amps ever um but it's just loud it comes on loud you know there's no making it quiet so it, it's really dependent on where you play whereas the triple c has a master volume on it hmm. so i would definitely check out that one 
And there sounds great recording too. And they're still in production. They're still making that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Fred's always busy. So he, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, that amp for sure. Just having played them all. I mean, it sounds like what he's looking for, you know? Cool. But at the drop of a hat, it's super cool for like petty and, you know, stuff like that too. So I don't know, man, they're, they're, they're great amps. I mean, they're with, that's the cool thing. I mean, Dave's amps too, man. I mean, they're just, it's so cool to be able to, especially now that they have good master volumes in them, you know, I mean, these, all these amps sound so good down low too, which is great. I mean, now that I've got an aux or whatever, I, you know, you get to hear that back end, but you know, for years and years and years, um, when I did YouTube stuff, I played with them all, like Whisper. You don't have one, levels. you have two oxes. I was going to say, he's got two oxes. I do. Well, you know, okay, here's the story behind the two oxes. Um, when I started interviewing people, you know you know how guitar players are. Two guitar players get in a room and it just becomes like a volume war. <laughs> so at this point, um, and one of the main reasons was Ford Thurston too, we were doing stuff together and he likes running in stereo to two amps. Um, but it makes it so much more controllable for videos and everybody can get the tone they want turned up, but then I can kind of be the uh, ringleader and, and put everybody at the, you know, a good level because, you know, sure. shotgun mics and all that other stuff and like lab mics, by the time the sound editor gets it, they're freaking out because there's <laughs> too much sound. So the two oxes, they come in very handy for, for interviews. I'm going to get another one because we're going to start doing bands here so we can have one for the bass player, but they're uh, I freaking love that thing, man. Me too. Um, so, I wish they would make a MIDI input so you could switch the presets in the back. You know, yeah. like if you had a killer Marshall amp, you know, and you could get the foreign and straight to drop dead leg sound or Hendrix well, or then, whatever. Well, you know, I mean, get a get a two notes uh, cap yeah. X or whatever the new one. Right? Is that do they kind of put everything in one box too? Yeah. Yeah. It has MIDI. That's a, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, yeah. It's half the price like, too. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do that? <laughs> it can't be that hard. But, and then uh, you can also choose your own IRs too, which are kind of fun right. too. You can go There's crazy so many good ones out there too. I, well, I love it now that people like sell their packs too. You know. Yeah. I, I love I love the aux. I I find occasionally there's a weird little top end thing in it yep. that is. is not like a mic'd up cabinet, um, right? Hmm. From uh, amp to amp, and, and a few people have commented on that, like that I that I know. Yeah. Um, also, you know the 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 Sir box, the one with the IRs built in yeah. now, the newer one, that's great. Yeah. And uh, totally. you know, there's also the Saint Rock uh, one, that one. Which is really good from Russia, and that's cheap. Yeah. Um, there's lots of options. Totally. But I mean, the well, effects and stuff in the ox are yeah. amazing, you know, They're so you so can, good. you know. Yeah. Well, people are making uh, foot switches now for them to where you can go in like a pedal shop in town. They make um, a switch, uh, three three different switches where you can turn on like core, uh, the compressor or the delay or the reverb mm -hmm. or you can program the buttons together. So it's kind of flexible in that way. Right. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't play pedals anymore. Right. Because. Right. I can turn both of these amps up and I haven't played into a pedal board in forever. Not because I don't like pedals, but I just, I would rather plug into an straight into an amp. I mean, to me, it sounds as yeah. good as it's going to get. Put right? a little delay um, on after. Totally. And well, and it feels like a studio, right? Because yeah. it, it has that, you know, it's in the proper order or whatever, yeah. but I love those things, man. And, you know, obviously my, 
family too. <laughs> I don't get calls from neighbors anymore, and so works out great. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's cool. But, looks... You know, man, your guys' 212 cab, Dave, that freaking thing, I'm surprised people don't just buy that cabinet. That is one of the best sounding 212 cabinets I've ever heard. It, it does just, sound really good. It does, man. Freaking. Yeah. And it sounds big even when it's quiet, and, which was And you the know trip. the funny thing about that? The funny thing about that cabinet design is the reason it has vintage 30s in it right? is because it sounds best with vintage 30s in it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean this 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 sounds crazy, but I mean it it the cabinet design itself works well with vintage thirties. Yeah, works. It does. I tried a lot of speakers in it, and it actually works better with vintage thirties. Hmm. Yep. You know, uh, Tim says says that too, man. He's a huge vintage thirty proponent, and I would have never have thought that. You know, me, I was like, it's got to be greenbacks all the way, or it's not going to sound good. But man, yeah, not so much. This thing freaking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, good low too. You know that. You know a lot of times, you know you have to get the speakers moving for the cab to sound yeah. good. But man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Dan Pfeiffer has a question. He says, uh, "What's the Tim Pierce divided by thirteen model? Is there a Tim Pierce model?" No, it's um, the RSA twenty three. Oh, okay. And so it's, uh, but he only uses half of it, so you can get a smaller version of it. That's what this one is. Um, well, it's a little bit different. This one's called the BTR. So when we, um, when Fred was making the 23, it, it's a great amp. That amp is one of, to me, is one of the best heads on the planet. I mean, it has its kind of its own sound, right? Um, but it's, you know, you got to get it on like four or five for the thing to start moving, you know? And um, it's just too loud, you know? I mean, it's supposed to be 23 watts, but it spikes more like 50, you know? So, I mean, that's a loud amp to have in the room. But the, this one um, is cool because it's that same circuit, but it has a little bit more gain on a push-pull, and then it has a master volume, too. Mm. So if the person wants that kind of a head, the BTR head might be the better route to go because the 23 is just insane in a room. I mean, Tim has his own cabinet. He's got an ISO box down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is insane. If you guys Have you guys seen his new speaker booth he built? No. Freaking so awesome. It's it's big now. You can like really walk in the thing, and so there's a bunch of different cabs in there, and it's freaking amazing. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, there was one other question uh, that I just saw. Oh, Robert Baker had to leave. Uh, take care, Robert. Um, oh, you know, speaking of Fred, we should get him on the show. Dude, you totally should. He would be. He's. You guys would be awesome together. That would be great. Especially with the Van Halen talk. <laughs> yeah. He tells us, he tells us, because he was in a punk band, you know, he wasn't into, well, I mean, he liked Van Halen or whatever, but they would play the same kind of uh, venues as a kid. And he told, he said, what did he say to Fred? He's like, man, you're, I wish your, your band played as good as you dressed. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's just, you don't that's hear great. that side of Eddie, right? Because he's always smiling, but, you know, you see, you know, he tells a bunch of stories like it, but just the biting, you know, sense of humor, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's got a ton of funny stories. All those guys, you know, because they all were playing the, the LA clubs at that time, you know? So. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah. 
how about getting James Santiago on the show? Ask him in person about the ox, Dan Pfeiffer says. Sure. Yeah. He's such I a freaking James. good guitar player. I, 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 uh, I've known James forever. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Ripping player. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. So good guitar. at getting tones, too, man. It's like, wow, so that's how you do it. Did you guys ever watch those Voodoo Lab tone videos he did? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. He did that, that one he did with the edge where he's like, okay, you know, the delays and everything are set right, but you have to get this pick that has these little knobs on it. And that's what really does it. And I was like, oh, come on. You know? <laughs> and he starts playing it. And sure enough, I'm like, son of a bitch. He's right. Like, it was well, like, you know, I, you know, perfect. funny. I was just having this discussion with someone about, um, at picks and, yeah. um, we're having, oh, I was having it with Toshi and, uh, uh, we were talking about, oh, no, no, my, sorry, my Japanese distributor. That's who I was having the conversation with. Uh, in the old days, Ed used a light pick. Yep. A I thin, thin pick. Like real thin. Like real thin, like fender thin. And fender thin. And when you think about it, so, so all this makes sense. So yeah. he's using nine gauge strings, but not... Yeah. 9 to 42, 9 to 40, Fender Bullets. Mm. I did not know that. Yes. All right. So tuned to E flat. Right. Butter. Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to want a light pick. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to be smacking those strings so hard out of tune, mm. it's not even funny. Yeah. And also with a light pick, he would, he would bend the pick. And the way he would hold it, he'd bend it so it stiffens up or not. Yeah, um, like so, with his two finger. Yeah, yeah, and um, part of that whole thing is is the strings, the 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 drop tuning, how yeah. sloppy that is. Totally. And and the other thing is generally on the early guitars and stuff, he had small frets. Right. Which is um, which totally makes sense again. Mm. Yeah. Think about it. Light strings, really light strings, tuned down. You want small frets, so you're going to bend the shit out of tune. <laughs> totally. if, you, if you have 6100s on the guitar, yeah. guess what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Even if you're trying not to make it happen, it's going to happen. You get an E sharp. <laughs> um, right. It's so, too you know, all of that makes complete, utter sense to me. Yeah. Well, and think it's about all scaled. Like, it's all the scaled. swung, you know, like I'm the one and stuff like that. Like, it seems like. You know, even doing that kind of really good swung type rhythm, having a pick that gives seems like yeah. it would really help, you know, Absolutely. versus like right. always catching that string, trying to swing. I mean, to this day, I've only heard maybe five people really play that song right. You know, that <laughs> it's just so good that his feel, you know, back in the isolated tracks, it's weird listening to him sometimes because it's like you hear him by himself and you're like, Wait, is he in time or like, mm -hmm. you know, just the way they push and pull. And then you hear him with Alex and it's like, oh, my God, you don't, you know, going back to quantizing everything. I mean, just imagine if they would have done that with them. Right. Oh, no. It's just right. so much of that push and like laying back, like some of that Eddie stuff is just so far back. You're like, wow, he is one of the best rhythm guitar players of all time. Like, no doubt. You know, everybody mm -hmm. thinks his lead playing is phenomenal and his freaking rhythm playing. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. And uh, 
I mean, I think the fact that he had his brother yeah, just playing with the drummer and an amazing drummer at that all the time. Right. Just, mm-hmm. they're just so locked in with each other and the way that they had that. And especially this, that Phil X video. Did you see that Phil X video where he was breaking down on the one? Yeah. yeah. And he's oh, like, that's great. Oh, it's great. He's like, you know, no one can swing like the king. Yeah. Um, it's true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> Man, I wish they they made something that could bottle Phil's energy. Like, you know, like oh, a monster great. drink. I mean, that guy is just on. Great. Totally. He's on like 150%, 100% of the time. It's just like, dude, how do you get that much energy? And just rips that guitar. You know, the, the thing that's so cool, too, is it's like, I just plug straight into the head. And it's like, okay. And then you hear it, and it's just like, wow. Yeah, he's got... Well done. Well done. You know, my favorite story is when I first met Phil. He comes into my L.A. Amp Show room right? Uh, at the L.A. Amp Show. And, you know, we had stacks of Friedman across because we made a big impression. We literally had, like, six stacks. No way. Oh, yeah. It, the whole awesome. wall of the, the hotel room. <laughs> it looked so good. It was wow, awesome. Oh, I bet. Uh, you know, it was for fun. You know, it was just like, yeah, yeah let's let's put stacks across the whole room. Right. Why not? Um, and he comes in, plays the amp for the very first time. He's never played one. And the very first thing he did, my, I mean, I've told the story before, but the very first thing he did was turn the gain down to about, you know, six. Yeah. On the BE channel, turn it down to about six. Right. And he played it, and I go, oh, my God, thank you. Yes. You're the first person to not turn it on ten. You know, <laughs> that's interesting because I'm the same way, man. I, my games are right now. They're, at, you know, like noon and one. I mean, because yeah, it's just that basically perfect. Yeah, the BE like on your small box, the BE yeah. channel. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and yep. he and he would just dig in, though, and have all the sustain in the world, man. Yeah. Well, and it's super dynamic, you know, yeah. at that point, too. And you can hear that string like that's what I freaking love about it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so good. <laughs> I saw some. uh Speaking of that um, L.A. Amp show, I remember some of the first. My buddy's like, have you ever seen Doug Rappaport play? I'm like, oh, who's oh, Doug Rappaport? From, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, from our room. Yeah. And where he's I'm playing Van Halen stuff, right? That. Exactly. When he's doing, uh, oh, man, all that just, it was Van Halen 2 stuff. Just ripping oh, yeah. it so yeah, ripping good. Ripping it so good. He has that. He has Eddie's vibrato thing, I think, better than anybody. I mean, his vibrato is so... And the fact he can do it with his first freaking finger just mm. blows my mind. He just gets that wee bends, and it's like... It's just like, how the he's hell the king. He he's that? the king of bends. He is, man. He, he can just bend like no tomorrow, man. Doug's the best. Such a freaking uh, good guitar player, man. Yeah, he's the I best. mean, just melt your face off. Like, I, he, there was something he posted... And I just came up in my YouTube feed, and I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. It was only like a minute. And it was him doing a t- guitar solo, and I was just like, dude, <laughs> like, that's just not even human. Yeah, he's great. He was doing uh, Rat recently. Oh, I love some that. War- Warren like Wednesdays or something, right? Yeah, oh, man, War- I, Warren I, Wednesday, I think, or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's been at our NAM booth before, and all of a sudden he pulls out, like, he'll start playing, like, you know, drop dead legs or something, right. and the, all the outro solo, note for oh, note, like, oh. and you're just like going, <laughs> just oh, perfectly. Wh- wh- huh? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> That's who the Van Halen tribute bands need to get for Van Halen. I mean, he's like just nails that. Yeah. Thing. 
Doug, stop it. <laughs> I know. It like, makes everybody look bad. Yeah. I remember he came into your booth and he had like a broken finger or something. Like, uh, it was yeah. like two hands ago. And he still was just He still killed ripping. it. Yeah, with these three fingers. I was just like, He, he was just, his hand was just healing. Like, it was just getting better. And he goes, I don't know. I'm not going to be very good. I yeah, mean, like, right. yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, so, right. so you might seem normal then. Right. Right, right. But he wasn't. He was still wiping no, the floor he was with still everybody. Wicked. <laughs> He he, uh, he had to play with that broken finger on tour, dude. I don't even like, know how. He, he in Japan, he had he had to actually play that way, so who, he had to learn it, to play around it. Yeah, who who did he tour with? Like he did a blues gig uh, too, right? Johnny Winter, right? No, 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 no. In Japan, it oh, was, yeah. um, um, you know what? I don't remember the yeah the artist. I remember seeing him like in one of the bands he was in, and I'm like, you know, because he's just such a ripping shredder. But this was more like a blues band. And I was like, what a! Tr-. And you hear him playing, it's like, oh, well, that's perfect for the the show, yeah. you know. But then you see this other side of him, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. I wish that there were like some good guys around town that would just do a band, like just make one of those just for fun. I mean, everybody's got a Pro Tools rig now. Like, can we just? Like a band, like get the good singer and the good, you know, yeah. him yeah. play guitar. Yeah, Edgar Winter. By the way, sorry. You know, he was he was telling me that would be before. Well, obviously before all the COVID thing, because he's up in Portland now. Yeah. And he and he was doing some he was doing some ACDC like cover band. Oh, for, dude. for fun, for just oh, sheer fun. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'd like Talk to about see that. fun, dude. <laughs> I'd go see that. And he probably nails that oh, stuff too. You know. God. You're probably killing it. Well, and the cool thing about that would be, you know, not many people can play Angus, but they don't get its fire. You know, like a lot of people just don't. I mean, right? It's hard to hard to call, but I, I can imagine. Doug Angus good. is an amazing guitar player. They're so freaking good. And the it, fact I remember, that he like, I remember Pete Thorne had to learn some of it. You know, yeah. And he was like, you know, it's deceivingly hard. Oh, for he sure. Goes, it seems simple until you go to try to play it. And his feel. And the feel mm-hmm. and the vibe yeah. and the, the sure. way he does it. He goes, it's not so simple. And here's the, yeah. the worst part. He goes, if you have to go play it, you got to play it right. You do. Right. Because otherwise people are just like, yeah, didn't, yeah he yeah. did that. Like, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Well, even that, like the solos in uh, Back in Black, like you try to learn those and that, like you're saying, the notes aren't that difficult but man is timing like you just don't yeah, deceivingly hard as he put yeah it. You know, he goes he goes oh it's almost like the eddie swing thing but it's a different yeah. vibe you know yeah it's like okay. in order to play eddie you can play the notes but you got to play the swing right well right. and that greasy feel you know like yeah. with the vibrato it's just so loose and like fluid you know it's just like that uh, and i'm the one that is the second guitar solo or something he does this one run and at the end, he's just hanging on this note. And it's just like, my God, the fire just in the riff alone. But then to end on just like, bam, you know, and you just hit it. And it was just, oh, my God. What, 20 or 22 or whatever the hell yeah, old he right. was? Right. Crazy. Just owning it. You yeah, know? It's crazy to to think um, the, uh, the, the, cra- the skill. Yeah. That some of these guys possessed at an early age, mm. which is crazy. at a young, young age. 
Yeah. I, I was just watching an, an interview with Neil Sean. Ah, uh, dude, I was just thinking. That's who I was thinking of in my brain. Fifteen joining Santana. I mean, oh yeah, 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 man. No, absolutely amazing. Ah, <sighs> yeah, man. My, my kids are super huge Journey fans, and they'll listen to it. My son, who's like two and a half, he's funny because he tries to mimic Steve Smith, right? He loves drums or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we started getting albums for the car, and I got Departure. And I listened to that album, and I'm like, talk about some of the most perfect blues rock guitar playing that's ever been recorded. Like, you know, bluesy, but super melodic and still hard rock sounding. And just song after song after song, you're just like, this guy is so freaking good on guitar. I mean, everything, rhythm, Mm -hmm. but his bending and like, you know, how vocal it is. It just... I don't know. He's one of he's one of the only players that's been one of my favorite players ever that I've never seen live. You know, and mm. I hear he's amazing. But. Neil Neil's cool. Um, I, I I've hmm, I I want to say that a lot of his older playing is yeah. is is better than recent years. Not yeah. that he's not a great player still. Yeah, just, I just think he does too much. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Much, right. Yeah, he's overplaying so. now. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. don't don't overplay it. Just play those sweet notes that you were known yeah. for, man. And that that's the key. That's the key of everything, man. Yeah. yeah well, and I don't want to dog anybody. Simple is best. That that's when I've seen Lukather play. It's like it's the same thing for me because he's his vibrato is so good, and it's like, yeah, just hold a note. <laughs> just yeah. just do it. It's so good. Right, know? right, right. That's funny. Hey, I want to give. Yeah. It- I was I was at that famous show where um, Eddie Van Halen. Lukather and Landau played at the Baked Potato. Oh, come oh, on, dude! I wish that was televised. <laughs> <How is that? laughs> I was sitting there watching it all. Oh my god! That, that I, was I like that. that was like I, I mean to be honest, Eddie was a little out of his element, but oh for um, sure. But uh, I mean, <laughs> that I mean, first ten. I, I ten mean, just minutes. to say that I was there alone. Yeah. I was sitting there in the in the front row, and I'm like, oh my god. I mean, come on, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have a boner. Even, even, even without Eddie, you know, Landau <laughs> yeah. and freaking Lucas, they're Jesus, man. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I saw many, many a early era Landau and and Lukather shows at Baked Potato. Oh, uh, yeah. Just in the I was, I was Landau's guitar tech <laughs> for all of the Burning Water era no and way. Raging Honkies era. Dude, which is some freaking. I, I was stuff. I was the guy moving his equipment around and helping him out. Wow, no way. What yeah. does that guy do now? Is he talking about a guy doing, that like he's just still doing his thing? He, I mean, he was touring a lot, you know, like yeah. with his own solo, more jazz oriented kind of stuff than 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 more of the rock oriented stuff. Right. How interesting, man. He's another guy I've never seen. Well, actually, I did. I do think I. I think I did see him once with James Taylor. He's incredible. And it was like, it was like at the end of the night, you know, and it was like, okay, you get your solo for the night or whatever. And it's like, who on earth is that? You know, as a yeah, kid, I didn't know, know who I it mean, was. Like, but. There, there, there is some amazing footage of some old shows that will just blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so, so good, so young, you know, just like, so good, so young. I remember. How? <laughs> I remember a couple weird times. I remember I, because I, again, I was, you know, was around the session scene. Yeah. And, and when I was a kid, 18 years old, I was delivering stuff like delivering Dan Huff and delivering 
uh, you know, uh, Steve Lukather and all these people. Amazing. Right. And I, re- I remember one time going to the studio. We did. We didn't deliver Mike Landau because we we weren't doing it. His brother was doing it. But I remember it was some studio, and uh, I don't know. We delivered the bass player or something. And uh, I remember him being all pissed off because the producer's like, oh, he wants more fucking shit on, huh? And he was stomping on his Bradshaw pedal board every fucking switch on top of like oh every god. switch right. it might have been like a boy george session or something <laughs> oh my god yeah, it was something funny. like that uh and uh um he was just like oh i'll give him more shit he's <laughs> 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 stomping you know all the foot switches on his pedal board oh uh, my god dude those racks must have weighed a freaking ton dude yeah, I, mean, I remember Lucas guys... was big. It was like 22 space with an exchange power amp in the bottom. Oh I remember a couple God. times taking it upstairs. Oh, dude. <laughs> that yeah. is not Here, cool. Here's the MO for taking racks upstairs at that time. We would do them end over end. Oh, We would okay, flip yeah. them right? up the stairs. Wow. Like, so it was just... easier. Yeah. yeah. It was easier to flip them. Than lift it. The That's crazy. But yeah. let me tell you. No pressure. It took two people, and those are fucking heavy. And there was a couple times oh. when it didn't work out so well. Oh. Well, Went then down. it becomes like a slide straight down the stairs. Oh, yeah, that happened with uh, Peter Frampton's rack. No way. Yeah, it, it went down a flight of stairs and smashed oh, into the wall. Oh. It was okay. It still worked? Through the wall. Yeah. It still, that was fine. It was, it was fine. But, uh, it, yeah, but I think the wall was dent in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, Just a I like. Uh, we we literally the person down below had to jump out of the way. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Things probably going fifty miles an hour by the time. Yeah, we lost. Off. I mean, like if you were taking it down the stairs, you'd put it on a blanket and slide it down, or try right. to. Right, right. It was going up the stairs. Generally speaking, you would go end over end. Oh, That's scary. But this is like a three, uh, three four hundred pound rack. Yeah, not to mention there's like forty grand worth of stuff in it too. Yeah, l- l- luckily we were young. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we were young and dumb and yeah. Uh, this is awesome. Right, right. <laughs> this is awesome. No, it was not awesome. Yeah, I think exactly. about that now, and I'm like, my back hurts just thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Imagine. Yeah. Um, if I looked at it care. the wrong way, it's going to throw my back out. <laughs> Waterford Giant, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the. Uh, the super chat he says thanks for another great time learned a lot from mr papa over the years awesome. all right thank you man yeah thanks for checking it out and bimo uh thanks for the super chat dave put a youtube band together <laughs> that would be awesome. yeah, right <laughs> uh, i'm not doing that <laughs> do you play with people ever dave no, but in in recent uh, in a recent Pete Thorne video, you caught me playing guitar. I did. No way. What you? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Oh, it was uh, Pete Thorne's video for this uh, Steve Vai's Jose Marshall that I rebuilt. Nice. So there was a little little bit of me actually playing. Little cameo. <laughs> a little cameo. You should That's do a video awesome. of um when you test out amps. I'd like to see uh how you test out your amps and. You can't do enough of that stuff, dude. People freaking. Yeah, I could. Obviously, I mean, I, stuff, I, I, I mean, I can competently play enough chords to do it. Yeah, I, I'd like to see you do that. 
Um, well, and it's just, it was good, actually. It sounded good. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. It did. <laughs> it didn't look, sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, and it's cool to see, like, you know, it's cool to see some, the, the person who's creating the thing, you know, being part scenes. of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to just see the sign and think, you know, whatever. You know, it's a Friedman yeah. yeah, of course. But, like, when you actually see, you know, people playing it or talking about it, it's cool, man. People are <sighs> I, had, I, I had fun today. I finished a, a, for a buddy of mine. My, my buddy had bought this Marshall Origin 20 amp. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that those friend. little ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, those really cheap or yeah. tube amps. Yeah, they're 20 and a 50 watt they make. Okay. And uh, he uh, he bought it really cheap, like right. cheap, like 230 bucks or something. Like nice. he got it from someone. Right. And he, and he was coming down. He lives in Vegas and he was coming down here uh, <clears throat> and uh, to visit a friend and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, can you can you do anything with this amp? It doesn't sound very good. Oh, I'm like going, well, it's funny you say that. I've been looking at the schematic wondering if I could do anything with this amp. And I no think way. I can. Hmm. Oh, that would be amazing. So, so he brings me this $230, you know, Origin 20 that he got incredibly cheap. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And that would be I, so I, cool. I modded though. it. I modded it, and I'm like, "Huh, this sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this worked out great. That's cool. That's, uh, so, so I mean, is it just uh, you know? Now you everyone like, knows. Shaping, <laughs> yeah, right. Watch your email tomorrow. Just like, well, no, I I totally changed. I mean, what what you have to do to do it is you have you you're gonna lose because I need the tube stages that are in it. Yeah, you're gonna right. lose the effects loop that comes in it. Oh, okay. uh, because I need the actual tubes to to do right. what I do. Yeah. Um, but um, frankly, it came out really well, really good. Mm. I was kind of like, I'm like going, can I make this little junky piece of junk amp sound good? That's yeah. what I want to see. And uh, <laughs> and sure enough, cool, it worked out great. That'd be a cool show, man. That'd be an awesome little show. Like how people bring in random amps. Can Dave make this sound? <laughs> it, worked, it worked out quite well. Oh yeah, that great. Thank you. That would be an, no, but that would be an awesome show. You know, seeing you see if you can make you know, can you like turn, a gorilla amp sound good? You know, or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> Here's my pig oh, nose. Can what can you do? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's awesome. We have a question from uh, Unfucking Believable. Uh, has Dave tried the Lurkst amp? Thoughts. That's the uh, Alex uh, Lyson. Uh, no, but as far as I know, it's a it's a, a Jubilee. So it's a Jubilee clone. I don't think it's anything more than a Jubilee clone. So if you like a Jubilee, then it's a Jubilee. <laughs> what's um what's like a Jubilee associated with? Like what's a whose tone? A slash. Oh, okay. That's right, the right. the primary yeah Jubilee tone. Okay. Joe Bonamassa used it a bunch too, mm-hmm. right? True. Yeah, but did, he uses like four things at a time or something, though, right? Well, he uses all sorts of crap. Yeah, yeah, a Dumble, a Carolina, yeah. and all kinds you know. of stuff. Because you can, <laughs> right? Because you can when you're Joe. Um, Dave, can you mod a Marshall SV20? Just curious from a bracket, a Brackus one. I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, in fact. The, the architecture on those amps is more friendly than the origin, so I would I would state yes. Interesting. What's an SP20? 
That's the uh, the um, uh, 20 watt version. That's the vintage version, right, Mark? The four input I'm SV20. A, I'm a oh, troll. right, right, right. Well, like they, the they, the Marshall made Marshall made the mini 20 watt JCA made hundred, and then they made the mini. 20 oh, watt okay, right, the Silver Jubilee Lexi. 20. Right. So um, either one is, I'm sure, totally moddable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, hmm. And then That's something worth thinking about. <laughs> Dave, can you mod a PV Rage? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great uh, from Deja Blue tonight on A and E. The Amp Whisperer from the creators of the Wife Whisperer. <laughs> right. And the Wife Whisperer awesome. comes from. Um, that you remember that Dave from uh, the Jake? Oh, I I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know. In fact, my um, turn down this light a little bit. It's a little bit much from the screen. Um, no, in fact, the friend who brought me the Origin Twenty was Doug, who was sitting in the back oh. <laughs> of the video, sitting in the bed. Oh, that's great. Hanging out with us. Not saying anything. <laughs> That's just. Who later went to dinner with us, which I'm sure was a treat, considering he wasn't drinking. <laughs> so, yeah. we were plastered, and he was and we there. had one sober guy coming along for the trip. Wow, I couldn't imagine <laughs> what he was seeing. It would be, be fucking annoying. <laughs> oh my God. Like I got to get out of here. <laughs> That's too far. No, no, he wanted to hang. It was, it oh, was, it was. A, I'm sure it was an interesting uh, a viewing pleasure there. <laughs> interesting stories, you know, like. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, to hang out with you and Jakey Lee, sure, of course. Um, hey, we got a question from. Now, Re- that's the Wait, funny now. thing. We grew up. Doug and I grew up in Detroit together, so we hung out, uh, you know, in high school and in Detroit and stuff. We had bands and different things. And uh, and he was living in Vegas, and it's like, hey, you want to come? <laughs> you want to come watch Tone Talk live uh, at the hotel room with Jakey Lee? <laughs> no way, dude. And he's like, uh, yeah, get off at eight. <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll still be doing it. Just come to this hotel room, and I'll let you in. <laughs> now, Jake, and then and he, and he hung out for the about half of it, and then went to the uh, went to. Um, dinner with us after nice is uh where, where where i handed him my keys and just went here you go please drive you're driving <laughs> thank you that's too funny uh, you're sober you're driving we got a good question from uh rhett Shell. uh hey dave uh, rhett. speak rhett. hey rhett uh we're gonna get red on the show too as well oh he's awesome yeah uh, d- let's definitely get in touch rhett i'll i'll schedule you um schedule you uh, the beer is talking uh hey dave speaking of <laughs> hey dave speaking of mods speaking of mods yeah. go ahead you read it what makes an amp moddable and how do you decide what needs to be done on the circuit well um i mean mostly people ask me to do something that i'm it, that's in my ballpark that you know is is sort of um sounds that i do um what makes an amp moddable that that's a good question i mean i do a lot of marshall-esque sort of amps um because the architecture of the circuit is basically the architecture that i need but um 
I mean, there's a lot of things that can be modded and, or changed. It just depends on what someone's looking for, and they have to talk to me about it. Like, you know, hey, I'm looking to get this out of something, and can you give that to me? And, you know, and the answer is, if it's a Mesa Boogie, I can't mod it. <laughs> so exactly. that just, just start off with that. It's right. not going to do Um. Uh. So, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Anything – I mean, I've done a lot of stuff over the years, so it just depends. It, de it depends. I've done really simple things where it's just like, can you make my JCM 2000 sound a little bit better? There's a couple little tiny mods that I've done to those over the years that make it sound a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, um, well, I would imagine if it starts getting uh, sound from chips, you know, it makes it – there's a lot less yeah that, then you're not gonna I'm not messing with that really you yeah. know and you know I've modified trainers before I've modified <laughs> you know there's there's things you can do uh, a, right. a sovtech amps mm. and things although they come with their own problems yeah uh, sovtech amp you look at the you look at the potentiometers in a sovtech amp they'll break no way just looking at yeah. it they <laughs> get scared. So, so the don't MO, turn, don't the turn MO for for a Sovtech amp is the first thing you do is rip all the pots out. <laughs> They're PC mounted pots. You rip them all out. Right. Put real pots in and wire them right to the PC board pads. Right. Uh, that's the very first thing you do. Mm. And <laughs> from there, you know, you, you can do lots of things. I think for uh, Josh. From JHS, I did a Dirty Shirley mod on his one of his Sovtex. Hmm. No way! How did yeah, it came out great. It's not a killer. And I love that. He answer. has it. That's a great amp. Yeah. Did you did you tweak the new Shirley, like the twin sister one, like the the voicing of it at all? I mean, it sounds. And I don't want this to sound bad because I love the other one too. But it sounds a little more tight, a little tighter, and more focused. Well, it depends on like which it. way the switches were in position. Yeah. Uh, no, in one mode, it's it dead nuts exactly the same. Okay. Um, in the other mode, it's tighter and a little brighter. Yeah. Oh, it sounded so, so freaking good. I so, mean, they both do it. So you have uh, you have a choice. Yeah. Right, because no. you get two, two channels of Shirley. I yeah. keep telling everybody yeah, like two channels of Shirley, and you can have it exactly. And believe me, like when I when I do something like this, it's like. Okay, I got to make sure it sounds just like the old one. Right. So yeah. I get, you know, the amp switcher comes out, and it's yeah. blind. It's bl same settings, blind a being. Hmm. Wow. You know, where where it's like, do you hear a difference? No, I don't hear a difference. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, man. I mean, it's just cool. I, I that amp, man. It's such a good feeling amp. You know, and interestingly enough, like in a YouTube setting. For some reason, in a room, it sounds really, really good. You know, this one does too. Yeah. It sounds great. But you know, it's interesting hearing the different how how they translate through like, you know, a camera microphone or whatever mm -hmm. in that space when it's not in the context of a band. You know, that amp really, especially if, if you're like a bedroom player guy and you're never gonna get out right. on on the stage, that amp is so freaking good because it just, I don't know, man. It it feels very dynamic. You know, mm -hmm. which. And just the possible, the different gain stages are all so good. You know, but right. that, I think I think I'm the middle one that I was, because the the thing I really love about your amps too is, 
it seems like almost no matter where you set them, there's still string definition, you know, where a lot of high gain amps, they don't, I don't know, they can't, you don't hear the strings individually. You know? Right. You don't hear that. Oh, that's super important to me. It's so important, you know, I mean, that's, I, mean, I, I literally just, you know, just, you just ring out a chord and let yeah. the string. And if it goes clean, <laughs> exactly. you're like, yes. If it goes Van Halen, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's exactly. A, that, I mean, you know, that's that's, that's what it's everything. all about. And also, and also how it, the kind of percussiveness it has on the low string too. Like yeah. if you smack the low string real hard, right. and it and it gives you a, um, a real nice smack to it. It's yeah. like that's it important too to me. Yeah, super tight. You know, um, so the. 100 watt is the same plexi circuit on the JK and the uh, B100 or whatever, the yes. deluxe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, give or so take half... slight differences in just the power sections and stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of an interesting question, but sound different wise, what do you think you get versus the 50 in the plexi mode versus the 100? Is it? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know what, to be honest, you can make it sound pretty much exactly the same depending yeah. on how you twist the knob slightly. Right. So, um, you know, maybe the 50 is a slight bit squishier, you know. Yeah. It's a little more stiff. But um, but honestly, I've I've actually done that where I've A-B'd it with an amp switcher and, like, listened to the, 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 the small box plexi versus the the jake plexi let's say yeah and i've actually done it um because the concern was i wanted it to be the same because right. he started with the small box 50 oh seriously and, uh, that when he took a small box 50 on tour then i made him a small box 100 nice. uh, that was a prototype right and then we tweaked from there and then it became a two channel uh separate channel thing and with his liking you know was was he an 800 guy back in the day he used an 800 i was also totally told um in passing that he was using a jose modded marshall at one point in time too interesting so um i don't know what yeah i mean i think on some of the aussie tours it was an 800 mm. right crank, cranked probably because right. <laughs> you can't um, with, uh, you know, with a pedal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I listen to Bark at the Moon, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I mean, it just, that tone is so freaking good. Mm -hmm. The lead tones, too, you know? I mean, and a lot of the stuff on um, uh, Ultimate Zen, too. Just yeah, such and cool. Yeah, the, the Badlands stuff was all, like, old four-input marshals. Mm. See, I have... To this day, never heard Badlands. Oh, you Everybody's should go like, to YouTube. Dude, you've probably, got to You hear. probably should go, like... Check that out a little bit. Yeah, go to YouTube. Yeah, no, the I album's on YouTube. Like, yeah, everyone's like, that's the Jake you, you want to see. And I'm like, really, man? I was pretty sold on the Aussie Jake, but yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> no, the Badlands stuff is great. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Is it just bluesier version of him? or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's more of a blues rock, you know, yeah. more uh, 70s stylings, so to speak. You know, it's a little more... Well, that was the cool thing about that time, too, is the bluesy bands, but, like, with the really freaking good singers, you know? They yeah, just... well, that's that's describes, that yeah. describes Badlands. Yeah. Sweet! <laughs> yeah, the singer was I'm great. In. The singer was very good, actually. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. 
that uh, Lynch Mob one too, man. That whoever the first Lynch Mob singer was, I still put on that album. Like, oh, God, that guy can really freaking sing, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, Davis. That was a great freaking album. Davis Phillips. Uh, sorry about that. Um, hey Dave, when you said you can mod an SV20, are you aware those are cathode biased? I know you like to push the tubes and don't know if that would matter. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Fine. Should be modded. Um, and then L. Scott Music said the Synergy Dirty Shirley module is pretty killer too. I've got that and I love it. How how different yeah. would you say that is, Dave, from the the twin sister? It's two two the same channels, right? Uh, it's two of the same channels. Wait, no, 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 it's not. It, um, sorry. Um, uh, one of the channels is slightly cleaner than the other. On the module? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Ah. What's the deal with the Synergy stuff? Is it plugging into like a power amp kind of a yeah, deal? Yeah, plug-in or? module deal. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, uh, like, I remember like the old Randalls and the old Igniters. That right. Did that. Yeah. Okay, so Same you have a power idea, amp. New, just... modern, new modern versions of it. Oh, right. Yeah. And then the... Yeah. A diesel one, come on. That's yeah, hilarious. That, this one's great, too. The VH4 yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. The diesel stuff is, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Synergy stuff is really good. Um, didn't Jakey Lee boost his 800s with the Furman PQ3 from Steve? Well, Douglas? I mean, you know, to get that answer out of him is interesting, but uh, 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 I think so. Interesting. Um, that at least was the way it appeared at us festival is that like a parametric eq or what is yeah, that the, the Furman pq3 was an old rack mount parametric eq that a lot of people in that era used to boost the front end of their amps interesting mm-hmm. sounds great i have one <laughs> nice <laughs> cool i bought one after the fact because i wanted to check it out because i never really used it much when yeah. I was a kid, but I wanted to see what it did. So is it just um, a boot, like a, a boost, like you would boost the? It's like a, just a straight up um, graphic EQ. Three three band or three yeah. or four band parametric EQ, full on parametric EQ. So it has gain, it has yeah. level, it has, and you can boost whatever frequency you want at whatever you know. It's a full parametric. So yeah, I wonder if you can make one of those in a pedal. <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome. Oh, funny you said that. <laughs> that. That might have been the reason I bought the EQ in the first place. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, there you go, Dave. Interesting. Uh-huh. See? I think that would be great. Dude, but, it would be uh, amazing. Let's do it. Um, go, go. Maybe. When's it coming that's cool. I don't know that how many I'd sell, though. The other one's been an overt sales. you got to get one of these, one of these, and that was nice and like, hmm, maybe one's coming out. Building anticipation. Very nice. Well, I mean, Lee, well, I mean, it's kind of on the way back burner, but yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I bet you people would love that. Because it, it, maybe I'm not correct, but uh, I know Dimebag used to use some kind of parametric EQ with his old rig, too. Yeah, I, the PQ3. Is it the same thing? Mm. Yeah. Oh, see, you got to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, L Scout Music, Dave, at last NAM, I asked if the BE side of the BBBE, I guess that's the module, was the same as the BE module. You were about to explain a subtle difference when you were pulled away. Can you explain now? Oh, it well, it is essentially the same if you have the cathode switch in it set 
for what would normally be the BE cathode setting for the first stage. If not, which is probably not the ideal choice for the BB stage. Mm. Um, so generally we were setting them in the kind of the middle of, there's three settings basically. There's a cathode switch in there that basically sets up the tube, the very first tube stage and how it's sort of voiced. Um, one is more of a fendery voicing um, one. One is more of the Soldano era one, which is sort of in between, and one is sort of the Marshall era one. The Soldano one isn't far different from the Marshall one. It's So we set it kind of in between so the channels are um, kind of good both ways. Mm-hmm. So essentially, all it's doing is... It's it's changing sort of the low end resonance sort of of that stage and the gain of that stage, so um, if you set it on the Fender one, it's just going to be fatter. If you set it on the Soldano one, it's somewhere in between. If you set it on the Marshall one, it's kind of leaner mm. and more mid range. Yeah, less bass. So yeah. so so, which you, you, there's got to be a compromise between the for yeah. each of the channels, so to speak. Gotcha. So there you go. Um, so, sorry, I didn't complete the explanation at Nam, but Nam is very. Oh my um, God, it's hard, hard to. I, I have a hard time. I'm pulled in so many directions that often I have a very hard time focusing on one person. Totally. Like I will be like talking to someone, and then I'll hear a conversation that someone's having next to me, yeah. and I'm like, "Well, wait, he's telling him the wrong thing." <laughs> so then I want to I want to butt in and tell that thing, but then I get distracted from the conversation I'm having. Right. So uh, I'm a little bit scattered, to, to be honest. At Nam. How could you? Well, we're not, not going to you? Nam this year, people. So. Which is crazy to. Think I don't about even that. know if Nam's going to happen this year, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it is. I mean, the I one year's canceled for the summer. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, we were like we were discussing it. And we're like. We don't want to go, do we? Yeah. Like hell no. Yeah. Well, I mean, to begin it's with, a, Am's it, an incubator. A to, it's a <laughs> in, incubating cesspool to begin with <laughs> totally. for viruses, and and right now, oh hell. Yeah. Oh dear. They no, just no, have to no. set then, up tents. And then for would you really, right really want to wear a mask all day, every day? That because that would have no. to be. No. And and uh, you know, and then you wouldn't be shaking anyone's hands. You wouldn't be talking. No. It would uh, just be not be Nam. No, <laughs> we're, we're choosing to bow out this year. Yeah. So you heard yeah. it here first. Virtual, virtual Nam. Plug, plug up well, the three stacks sweet, in your sweet, room. Sweetwater is doing virtual Gear Fest. I saw. Are that. they really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! All you need to do is get like Doug and a couple other cats down to the shop. <laughs> well, honestly, <laughs> go through one head at a time. That. Actually, we were thinking that. To be honest, we were thinking. Yeah. Doing videos. Um, in depth, it for new products. We were going to do in depth product videos um, that show the new products and yeah. send them to all our dealers. Right. And you know, send the videos out, put them up on YouTube, do everything. You know. Yeah. And uh, I think honestly, I mean, because let's be frank here, our buyers, our dealers, come in, they look at the new gear. 
and they maybe hear someone playing through it briefly. Yeah. And and they don't play through it. Yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, I'll take I'll take X number of units or I'll take those. I'll right. take those. I'll buy that and I'll buy that. And they look at the guitars. So if you do that virtually, you could do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And actually in a better format with people actually hearing it better. I know it yeah. sucks for the end users that love to go to NAM and everything. I like to right. go to NAMM too. But um, man, I, isn't NAM going to happen? Yeah. It won't I, I don't think so, at least but for it, a year or two. I agree with you. It's, uh, it's going to be different, that's for sure, when it comes back. Um, I mean, you know, maybe NAM will happen again once there's you know, a vaccine or something or, you know. This dies yeah. down. It goes away. I don't know. We'll see. Eventually, it'll go away um, one way or the other. Uh, S. Hodges 71. Dave, my understanding is that the J.J. Jr. isn't hand-wired. That is true. If so, could you give me the reason behind that decision? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Well, I mean, hand-wired PC board doesn't make any difference, first off. Uh, second off, I mean the the JJ started with the Runt Twenty board, so we we had a Runt Twenty amp, and we're like, hey, let's modify this to be a JJ. Um, so uh, uh, so we made a lot of modifications and we made changes, and that's just the way uh, that we did it. I mean. There's no difference between hand-wired and PC board. In, in fact, in a lot of respects, a PC board is more consistent yeah. than yeah. a hand-wired amp True. with less with less errors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, and doesn't cost as much. Uh, and and well, that's one also. So if if you know, to be honest, that amp would be three hundred dollars more or something. It was hand-wired. Yep. So, um, which that freaking amp sounds amazing. So that it does. Like I heard it, and I was like, yeah. "Are you freaking kidding?" Me? <laughs> and we beat it. Small. We beat it in the rack with the amp switcher right to the hundred watt version, yeah. and it stood its own. Mm-hmm. It Very totally close. Does. So Very close. I mean, I mean, it's not you know. Well, and the one guy who does all the, the really good demos too. I, I'm blanking on his name, but. When he started going through like the Alice and Chains ones, too, I was like, "Dude, that thing's just freaking dead ringers." That just, you know, or um, I really like the earliest Alice and Chains album tones, you know, and it and mm-hmm. it does that kind of cool thing too, man. Like, mm-hmm. What was that? Do you know what that was, Dave? Back in the day, like that first the era first, of Alice and Chains. Well, there was a there was a Bogner modified Marshall called the Snorkeler. Interesting. Um, that was used now i don't know if that was dave jordan's or if it was jerry's at the time i don't really remember yeah. oh, some yeah. of those tones like the man in the box solo tone with the neck pickup just mm. sounds so freaking good oh yeah like, huh that's <laughs> i can like this band they're good mm-hmm. yeah no doubt they're awesome um so I think we've gone through most of the questions. One question from L-, L. Scott Music. He wants to know, how do I know which is which on those cathode switches for the BBBE? It should say in the manual. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, look it up in the manual. 
It's online. I know that. Or maybe online. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just guess. Good, good question. It like. I don't. I would. You know what? If I had to set them right now, I'd have to look it up too. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I, if I recall, the middle one might be the Soldano one, which is what. I don't know. Just play with it and see which one you like the best. How's that? There's no wrong. <laughs> there's no wrong setting. It's just what whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... listen to each setting on clean and dirty and see which you like the best. There's no nothing wrong. Right. It's yeah. all good. Fine. Cool. Cool. Um, someone said, "Don't forget the Jubilee question." Uh, purposeful porpoise. What did I miss? Purposeful porpoise. Because uh, we're gonna wrap up oh. soon. Here it is. What about the Jubilee that makes it sound darker, lusher than an 800 or Super Lead? Is the clipping LEDs? It's a totally different circuit. How's that? I mean, it's not necessarily just the LEDs. It's a completely different um, circuit. That's what makes it sound different. I mean, so there you go. There you go. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, We've been on here for a while. Brett, thank you so much for uh, coming on, man. It's great to getting to know you. Oh, guys, man. Thanks for for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, BV, for uh, for hooking us up and... Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome to have you on. You guys, make sure you check out Brett Papa's uh, YouTube channel. And um, Brett, if you want to say any you know where else people can reach you or if there's anything else yeah i have my uh, my own website just is brettpapa.com um and it's like more the you know the youtube stuff is just uh you know a lot of it's the interviews but if you like the kind of instruction that's on the channel it's just that kind of stuff more in depth you know mm-hmm. different courses and stuff like that so no you're a fantastic that's the main website you're a great player and uh great oh, thanks, instructor man. too so people should definitely check it out and check out your lessons and stuff Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so just a couple other things, uh, wrap things up. Um, Our next guest is Bill Kelleher on June 26th from Mastodon. Looking forward to that. Uh, And then July 10th, we got Jordan Ziff from Rat. Um, Nice. (laughs) And uh, and then July 24th, we got Tim Pierce and Pete Thorne coming on no oh, that'll be a great one so we got a great that mastodon head by the way holy crap oh, cool <laughs> it's so good that is i remember harry rob's like you gotta hear the mastodon amp i'm like okay and he turned on i was just like wow like the level of just freaking thump that thing has is insane it was a great one it's <laughs> a killer amp um yeah uh also um make sure you guys check out sweetwater deja blue Check out Sweetwater.com. I'm going to put a link in the bottom there. If you guys click on that link and purchase something from Sweetwater using that link, uh, you know, it kind of supports our channel. So we, we appreciate that. And um, we will check you out in a couple weeks. So have a great weekend. Brett, just hang on for a second while I hang up. Okay. And, uh, sure. and thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate awesome. it.